This is episode three of TOTFC podcast. Welcome for those of you joining around from all around the world. We're out here in Nova Scotia during COVID-19 lockdown and we have T-Bear Upshaw. T-Bear is a former athlete, is a tour guide and a personal basketball coach who lives out in Calgary. He's from Halifax and Tristan is joining me and we are about to get it started and talk about his life and where he is at now and what top of the food chain means to him. This was a super special episode for me because I grew up watching T-Bear uh, play for St. of X. Um, so it was, it was fun for me to get a little bit uh, behind the scenes of uh, his experience playing ball growing up, going through the city and just uh, climbing the food chain. So hope you enjoy. This, this episode, this TOTFC podcast episode three, we here with T-Bear Upshaw. What up, what up, what up? Just give us a little like, intro on yourself, I guess. Uh, before he sex, before he talks, I'm going to say, um, if, 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 anybody, uh, if anybody knows, like before he even gives you intro to who he is, for, for the listeners, because he might be, he might be humble, a little more humble these days than he used to be, who knows, but... Um, <laughs> This guy's probably one of the greatest basketball players to come out of the province of Nova Scotia. Um, Maybe arguably the best, arguably one of the greatest athletes to ever come out of Nova Scotia. And, um, you know, he was a a AUS legend. um, And uh, he's just a a freakish athlete from from Nova Scotia, small city, but he he was doing big things back in the day. So I'm going to let him tell you the rest of his uh, intro, but... I just wanted people to know, so he was he didn't miss anything that that I might miss. <laughs> uh, just T Bear, man. Most people, almost everybody knows me as that, except for people who meet me now out in Calgary. Some of them call me Christian and whatnot, but I'm just another kid from Nova Scotia, North End Halifax, Margrave Park, and I was raised with a with a lot of. A lot of phenomenal athletes, let's say, just in my media friend circle and then in my extended friend circle. So I was pretty much raised around people who really wanted to get after it from a young age. And I mean, from then, that's, I just learned like this is what it's going to be amongst other things that have happened that I'll get into later. But for the most part, I just right. found myself around them a lot, competing with them a lot. And then it right. just translated. It was always... Everything just, well- for you, it was always basketball? No, nah, man. Actually, I was the kid that was entering every talent show in the city and dancing. Like, I thought I was like Usher, Michael Jackson. I thought I was going to be on that stage. I, I like, can I attest to that. Happen. I can attest to that. This guy's always just break out. Like, anywhere, it's just like, oh, T-Bear's dancing. <laughs> and, and it's not like a, like he, he like he can move, but it was just one of those things where like he just pull it out out of nowhere. <laughs> So what yeah, you want kind of dancing? Like you, you actually wanted to become like like a professional dancer or what? Like a background dancer because when I was mm-hmm. young, like I wasn't really like I wasn't really that into basketball until a couple years until probably like grade seven, grade six, seven. But before that, yeah, I mean I was just dancing, and even then, 
through junior well, like, high. I'm type like like Chris Brown, like yeah. Okay, so all the all the things that the kids are doing today, I would have been standing in front of my phone screen doing the same thing, exact same thing. You don't have TikTok. No, I can't dance like that. <laughs> I don't believe it. Well, Frosty, he, uh, he, him and I got to start a TikTok. We got to start hitting. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh what? Uh, I ain't doing that either. Hey, but oh, man. um, so. Growing up, uh, what kind of uh, like tell just tell people kind of about your 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 childhood and you you don't have to go deep, but just give them a background about like kind of because I have an understanding of you know some stories of when you were young to when you got to high school to university. Um, I remember I remember us in the airport in my first, second, or third year of university, and we were traveling, um, so people. We, we we used to go on preseason tournaments to like um, the states. We played Boston College, uh, Harvard, Holy Cross, Bryant College. The year before I went there, they played Duke. They they were doing it annually. So we go places like that. Obviously, um, maybe another tournament in Ottawa or Montreal every year. But but to the story, um, we're in the airport, and some some lady knocks on on Bear's shoulder and says, like Christian, like, and he turns around like, <laughs> and you can just see like this. It's like the most like kind of awkward interaction but like I, it, it was just like such a weird interaction everybody's like Yo, who was that and he was like man that was like my great like I don't know like two or three teacher or four or five teacher and she looked at me and said do you go to university and she and and he said yes and she was like she couldn't believe it like she was astounded that T-Bear was in university like a kid from whatever school he went to was going to St. of X. And it was just like crazy to think like most, you know what I mean? Like she was, she was generally like, and, and bear just played it off. Like, like what you didn't, you didn't think I could like, so give, so give, give viewers a, a, an, an understanding to like kind of why somebody or somebody, a teacher might have that perception and explain your journey kind of from a young age to, to university, it, you know, Take as much okay, time so as you need. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, just to start out, like, young, I wasn't really into, like, any of the sports or any kind of thing like that. Like, I thought I wanted to do other things in life. Like, I was just, I was bad. All I wanted to do was, like, all the bad things. Like, getting into mischief, like, all the time. No, like, no hesitation. Like, I remember my, like, one year at school, first day of school, expelled. Like, not suspended, like, expelled, and I got to go to a different elementary school. That's like I crazy. Went to, I went to, what was it, four different elementary schools because I was getting expelled because I was so bad. I was in the uh, special ed class. Like, they were trying everything they could to try and hone in, like, what was really going on with me. And then for a little while, like, they had the, uh, I went through these tests for uh, ADHD, whatever. And then they finally realized that I had it, and then... When I had gone back to school, they put me on the medication. And when I was on it, I was like, my mom was like, this is not my son. Like, I was mm. on it for maybe a month, maybe something around that. And then she was like, no, no, whatever this, like, whatever this is, like, he's getting off of this. And we're going to figure it out another way for him to, like, focus to try and get his mind straight, to try and get his life on track. Like, not that my life was on track. I'm, I'm like, 10 you, years old, but to try and, like, focus. Could you feel a difference on, on them or not? 
Yeah, I don't really remember. The only thing I really remember about them is that I didn't really want to do much. Mm. Like, I would just, mm. like, sit down, and then I would just do that, that. I would just sit down and chill and want to do that for as long as I could. And then I, I guess I wasn't eating much, but I don't really remember that much, but that's what my mom mm. always tells me. Yeah, I was, like, kind of young, so I don't really remember all that. But, I mean, and then from that, I was just always getting kicked out of the rec center as well. And then my friends were playing basketball. Tyler, mainly Tyler, Chico, uh, Andre, all them guys are hooping. And then they end up going on, like, trips. And, like, Bubby and them, and they're coming back talking about these trips. And I'm like, yo. You feel left out. Yeah, I'm like, I'm missing, like, the really fun stuff. Like, like You're probably I'm, hearing I'm the craziest stories. Oh, man. I used to hate the stories. Hate the stories. <laughs> I used to, oh, man. I, it was tough. And then finally, Tyler was just like, yo, like, you should, you should, like, try basketball. You should come play, blah, blah, blah. So, and I did, first year, played, quit. That was when uh, I was on the Y team with, like, me, him, Chico, Murray, Bubby, um, Sebastian, who else was on it? Chance Howe. Uh, who else? And then that was the year Kenny Perry was on the murders too. Kenny Kenny Perry was like <laughs> a problem for a long. A lot of people. I heard him. I, 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 I remember. I remember when I first started playing basketball. That's he. I heard his name like maybe the most because I Yo. started playing in grade nine or ten. Yeah. Right. So like his, he was. I think he would have been what grade eleven. Grade eleven. Grade twelve. Yep. And and he was. I guess, he was a problem because everybody was talking about him. Like that's. I, like you know, what I mean, when you come on the basketball scene, you start playing. Like, you don't know everybody, so the the few names you do hear, you hear a lot because you're just like, this is all I'm yeah, here, and I don't know anything else. Remember them, yeah, yeah. But no, um, man, I mean, yeah, I mean, and then after that, kind of got into it, then kind of fell off. But I kept playing. Like I kept going to the rec center, hooping with them guys all the time, playing, playing. Then I came around again. Join the team this time I didn't quit and then from there I wasn't like <laughs> like I wasn't even like one of the best players on the team for a long time just from I like was, what grade probably not until grade eight nine grade eight grade eight nine okay but like grade seven bench sat the bench holding oh up. yeah yeah no that's what I mean when did you I meant to say like when did you start playing with them guys I started like grade seven started grade six with, yeah Started hooping with them guys grade six, seven, and then grade seven sat the bench the whole year pretty much. But it was like I didn't care. Like it wasn't one of those things where like my my pride was kind of like, yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm on a team with like these guys, and our team was really good. So it's like I'm on a team with a bunch of good players, and it's just like, damn, I'm just happy to be here. Like I'm just happy that I made the basketball team because really and truly, I didn't think I could have made the team, and that's why I didn't try out. Like didn't want to try out that year. I feel you. Yeah, but then I ended up making it, and then that's when, like, the real competitiveness started, started, like, kicking in because I went from, like, not really playing but always, like, playing outside, not playing organized to jumping on an organized team that, like, never loses. So it's like you're going from, like, not really playing basketball and taking it that serious, just playing hoops, night night hoops and whatnot, to jumping on a team with, like, guys who, like, yo – no losing, don't drop pat. You can't make mistakes. We're in like grade seven, like we're kids, so it's kind of like I didn't think it was taking. Like I was like, like, no, I know like it's serious, the, but like, the coach or like or the players, the Whoa. players were saying, 
The players oh, are like looking what? at each other, being like in grade seven, saying like, "Yo, don't mess up. You mess Yo, up, like competitive." Oh man, all the time you couldn't you couldn't make mistakes, but that, and that's just how it was, right? You just you didn't want to make a mistake because you didn't yeah, want to live up to that. Yeah, you accepted it. It, it. it wasn't like you're being too hard. You're being irrational and like setting unrealistic goals. It's like, yo, I have this expectation, so mm. do it. Get get it done. Yeah. How did your behavior then change off the court, like in the the classroom, or were you still getting kicked out of schools and like, or ever since you started playing ball, like did you like just focus in, or you started getting Focused like, in. yeah, so you're gonna change your behavior off the court too, huh? Man, it changed everything. Wow, like, well, it changed everything, everything. Because if if I wasn't handling my business outside of basketball, I'm not allowed to play basketball. Mm. And, and was that just, it was. Was that rule kind of instilled like when you played for Lakers or the the Y, or did it come That's later true. on? Like when did you when did you feel like that? Man, <clears throat> this is gonna sound crazy, but one time like I got in an argument with my mom, mm. and she took everything away. It was like <laughs> nope. And the thing that hurt me the most was like ball. I was like, I didn't, I didn't care about not playing video games or not being able to go hang with my friends. But when I like, couldn't even go up to the rec center, it was just like, you know, this hurts. And she just let me cry. Like she legitimately just let me cry. Like deal with it. Like I don't care. I don't care. And this was for at least, this was for at least like two weeks, man. And then once, once she let me back out, I was like, man, I, I gotta like, I gotta be able to do. Yeah. I. Oh, never. Who who was the the NBA player that was was it LeBron or D Wade who didn't let uh, uh, like their son go to like this all AU AU uh, tournament where there's all these coaches and stuff? There was an article. Did you guys hear about that? There was there was like it doesn't matter who you are. Like if you're say I, I don't know maybe it was a bad grade or something that he did or or they didn't let him go to this huge recruiting weekend or something i don't know i came recently across... yeah recently that was wade probably because Dwayne wade didn't even go to the championship game for their high school mm. he, he said my son's not playing so i won't be there i don't know why his son wasn't playing but probably has something to do with what you're talking about mm. like it, it, the article said something like it doesn't matter who you are like e- even the, this nba superstar like school comes first or like that kind of stuff. So that just made me remind you, like how your mom did the same thing, because because it works, right? Like you see all these parents take away video games or like all the, like these grounding rules. Like it's obviously just a way to parent. And I mean, you guys don't have any kids yet, you know what I mean? So like, I can't ask you to do anything. But I'm sure, I'm sure, it, like obviously it's a good way to build it. Uh, I, I was gonna say shout out, shout out to all the mothers that took. Took their took shit away from their kids and just made them cry and just dealt with it <laughs> <laughs> and had to and had to had to take on a annoying little uh, young kid like myself. I've been there. We all been there at some age, like from you know seven to up. You, you do something and mm. you uh, you you know you get put in your place. But um, yeah. So okay, so you you played Africville. You guys, you know, you held each other accountable. Um, yeah. And then what? Then you started moving up. Yeah, grade nine, then, grade ten. Yeah, man, that's when I kind of like grade eight and nine. So the summer after grade eight, there was this, there used to be this huge outdoor tournament called like the Can Jam tournament. And so every summer, 
like you it was outdoor tournament in July and you would like the court it was in Hammond's Plains and it was crazy. Like it was packed. It was a car show, a sound off, basketball, it was rap battles, it was like everything. And so one year, like they had tryouts at the Y for a team. This is in summer grade eight. So I went and tried out, didn't make the team, then ended up going up to Hammond's Plains anyways, and I had to play for Hammond's Plains and our team sucked. So I'm up there on a different team than all my best friends. And <laughs> Yo, they beat us by like 60, and I was like, <laughs> from now, imagine your best friends, like the Bubby, the they're Tyler, like, the Andre. Oh no, and they're, and they're like laughing all game, ha, 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 and, and doing the yee, oh man, you have no idea. And so like, from then, like, I realized, like, look, like, I want to, like, I want to be on that level. And I was like, yo, like, that kind of made me realize, look, like, I, I'm not just going to be able to host and be on the same level as these guys. I'm not going to be able to just wake up every or wake up once twice a week go to the gym and just be as good as these guys are right so then after that that was when i really really got in the gym and then grade nine was just like that was just when things just really started to come together for me like i started really really taking advantage of like my athleticism really focusing on basketball really trying to learn things and not just doing whatever the hell came to the top of my head just going mm-hmm. out just trying to learn the game from people and understand things and coach david taught me a lot man he taught me a lot like it's as crazy as it sounds like i've had two coaches in particular that people don't really talk about in that in that light in that positive light or mm-hmm. don't really say they are as good as they are or don't really know them well enough to see what they've done yeah but man coach like big d was man he was a crazy coach he he just knew what to do to get us to win games man it was to it get was the best crazy. out of you guys yeah, it was crazy, but somehow we did it. Like, I remember one game, I came in and I, like, man, I played terrible all game. Terrible. Comes down to the, like, last couple plays of the game, boom, he calls two plays for me. Back to back, I hit two threes. I couldn't even shoot threes back then. But the fact that he had the belief in me to just give me the ball and be like, yo, like, I, I believe you're going to make something happen for us. It was just, like, so crazy to me to be like, yo, like, like maybe I am that good or maybe I am good enough to make – kind of things happen and then after that obviously built on that got better and then playing with the some of the best kids in the city in the summertime like when you can go hang out at a basketball court in the square go hang out at a basketball court in the park go to highland park go to the south end and just go to every court looking for games that's what we would do just to play against the best you're naturally going to get better like you mm-hmm. have to get better like, if saying, you don't get better, then you're going to reach a court where people are better and you're not going to beat them. Right. Saying, I mean? that, saying if you're at the bottom of the food chain, you got to play people above you to, to get to their, uh, to get, come up to where uh, they are. Better. Exactly, man. You can't, you can't, you can't have a hundred poor people in a room and expect them to figure out how to get rich. Want them to figure it out. It's not going to mm. happen. You need to be able to integrate one. You don't just put all to one side and then all to the other. You got to be able to integrate. And that was a big thing. Um, Tell me, tell me just quickly before we go to high school, because high school is a big thing. Um, anybody that doesn't know, uh, Bear is a three-time provincial um, champion, which means his high school team won cities and provincials, I believe, every year and regionals. Yep. Did yeah. you lose any th- any three of those? No, triple crown so every year. You went nine nine and zero. Oh. So that's. I mean, that's almost un, un, unheard of these days in, in high school ball. But um, Dartmouth's actually pretty close right now, or they almost did. They lost cities, yeah. but they won provincial yeah. still. So they still have a chance to win three provincials 
that that would be nuts. So I'm, yeah. I'm not kind of looking forward to that, but um, we're going to talk about that. But right before we get to that, um, can you give a story of when you started playing ball and you guys, what is the tournament that you guys went to in the States, the crazy tournament, and you guys played against like some really high-end players? I can't remember what it was called. It used to oh, be you camp. Mean, uh, you mean, oh, you mean the camp? That was, that was that was summer after that was summer after grade ten. What camp was that again? Five star camp in Homedale, Pennsylvania. So you've heard of that, right, Tristan? Oh, five star is huge. What is it? Especially, it, it it's just an AU. It's like a summertime club team, and it's just teams from all over the U.S. And obviously, some some go down more more than than they used to. Can Canadian teams go down? But it's just just one of those. It's a basketball brand. You hear five star. You, so, so when you went bear, yeah, um, I remember you telling us stories about who, who, who was there, like what players ended up being like big, just some funny, just tell us like a, a couple stories from the camp, whatever you can, whatever you can say. But I just remember oh, like <laughs> some crazy, some crazy stuff. Man, that camp was crazy. Let me like, oh man. Was it, was it an overnight camp? Oh yeah. It was, yo, you're oh. You're on like the, like you know how they have like the big cove camps and like the camps like that. You're on like that kind of a setup, but it's all kinds of basketball courts. So you're sleeping in cabins with like, I don't even know how to explain it, man. Just like bunk next to bunk next to bunk next to bunk. And so, first off, to go there, like coming from Canada, like I had to get a rec- like recommendation or like recommended. And Wade Smith, God rest his soul, was actually the one that did all the work for that. He talked to Coach K and then talked to Coach K's brother and then talked to the... Tom Kinshelski. Yeah. He's a huge... guy. Yeah. Yeah, and then talked to the hit guy at Five Star and then got got us in, me, Tinky, and Juwan. And so we go there and, man, like, it's the end of the summer. It's it's They they say you go to the one at the end of the summer because that's when the AAU circuit is typically done. So all the best kids in America can go to be at this camp. So you're like, okay, cool. We get there. Like first day there, calling names, and there's oh like there's this the slam magazine, there's all the names in the top high school, boom, Derek character. This guy is like back then he was like not even expected to go to like university. He's supposed to go straight to the league. Next name, this name, Kyle Lowry. It was like, yo. Oh wow, I forgot. Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, Kyle Lowry in that camp, he every time he passed the ball, it was an assist. And I mean every single time. Me and Tinky, we'll go, like, we'd finish our games and sprint over to the uh, – he was on the NBA court, so we'd go over and watch their games because he, he was a senior in high school that year or going into senior year. So he was on the older court, so we, we'd always run over and watch. His games were crazy. And then, <laughs> yo, J.R. Smith was there, wow. and he was like <laughs> – so he was like, if you've ever been the five-star, you're not allowed to dunk. You're not allowed to dunk and hang on the rims. Under no circumstances were you allowed to dunk. You know the drill that I'm sure you guys have all done. It's just three on two, two on one. That's mm-hmm. all you do. Three on two, two on one. Man, Class- oh, classic. Man. Yeah, J.R. Smith is in this drill. Gerald Henderson, who went to Duke. Gerald Henderson played in the league. Okay. The one that elbowed Tyler Hands, broke in the face or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, who else? He had crazy. There? He had crazy bounce. Oh, crazy bounce. So anyway, these bounce. guys are at camp, and then the night comes out. They just everyone. All you hear are these big. 
chairs and there's everyone's cheering around they're running court to court and J.R. Smith is going like him, Gerald Henderson and some and Rashawn Clark, Rashawn Clark I think his name was yo they're running court to court having a dunk off so they're going, every kid in camp like 400 kids maybe like yeah around there running court to court watching these guys run up under the legs boom, windmill, boom and one of the coaches one of the creative coaches no, blowing his whistle <laughs> He goes in front of the rim. One of them run up to try and dunk, and he, like, jumps on top of a chair. And then the guy's like, oh, everyone's booing. Then he walks away. All you see is J.R. Smith come, like, flying, like, <laughs> Yo, jumped up, leaned it. The coach got the bit, and J.R. Smith just, boom, dunked it. Camp went crazy. Camp went crazy. Like, kids were running, blah, blah, blah. Next day, we were in the food hall. They had a big meeting about it. This person or that person not allowed to do this, not allowed to do that. And then, man, there's so many stories from that camp. Like, even when Ron Artest came, like, he just showed up to camp wearing flip-flops, nappy head, like, the worst shirt and a pair of, like, red, like, yellow shorts. And just walked walked in and went right over to the kids, like, all the New York kids. Like, went, like, walked in and just went right to the New York kids' table and just sat down and chilled with them like it was, like, it was nothing. Wow. That's Yeah. It was man. It was five stars like that. Like, like speaking of, I guess Tom, that's, I guess that's why they call it five star. Yeah, well, man, I guess. Was, so, but like, there's there's pictures of like LeBron uh, at that camp with with uh, Coach's brother. There's uh, isn't there like a picture of like Jordan MJ or? There. Yeah, Jordan went to five star. Yeah, I remember. Even, even the names that were there when I was there, like so many of the, the names were big time callers names, like Edgar Sosa, the one that went to Louisville. He yeah, was yeah, right there that five star. He I was there. Yeah, the guy that broke his leg. He was there. Um, man, it's just a bunch, like a bunch of guys. Crazy, man. You just never know when you're that age, right? You were just all down there hooping, not thinking anything of it. I, I have a similar story when I was playing AEU uh, back in Vermont. Um, this was this was my last year at AEU, so it was my the summer of uh, my grade eleven year. Anyway, there was a bunch of us that was playing on this team for like two years now, and like. We were all like, this was going to be our last summer. So our coaches, our program was like, all right, we got to go out big. Like, we're going to go to all like huge tournaments. Um, <clears throat> the it was, the team was called Lone Wolf Athletics. It's, it's just like a, a Vermont Vermont team. But we ended up going to Vegas for the Fab, 40, Fab 48 or Fab 45 or whatever. That That's a big time AU tournament. And then... Uh, we also went to one on that same trip in Anaheim, so L.A. And, man, like, so you've probably seen the gym by now. It's where Kobe used to, like, work out. There's, like, 30 courts with all these, like, uh, rope, like, these these curtains dividing. There's, like, 30 courts inside this one building. And uh, That'd be crazy. Get there for our game and whatever. And, like, there's talks that Kobe was working out, like, at 5 a.m., like, before, like, the tournament started. So all of a sudden, we're like, man, we're in a serious place right now. Anyway, we're this team for Vermont, and it's our first game. There's there's games going on everywhere, and uh, there's different college coaches that people are, like, pointing out. Um, uh, Bayheim, Bayheim yeah. is there. Like, you know, Bayheim's across across the, 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 the gym. Like, he's over there scouting. So us as, senior, us as seniors going into our senior year, we're like, man, this is a huge opportunity for us, like looking for that, like college scholarship, or whatever. And when we start playing and our first games against this team called big ballers 
this, this was this was 2014, right? This was 2014. I'm pretty sure it was the summer of 2014. Yo. We're we're warming up and we were like coming from Vermont. We're in the West Coast now. We're in LA, like big time tournament. We're playing big ballers, whatever. We get out there and all these guys are already six five, just big, like tall. You can tell they're 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 good. I tell you, I've never been beat more than this one game. We ended up losing by sixty. Oh. If, if you don't, obviously, if you don't know by now, it was literally the Ball Brothers, the three of them, and LeVar being the coach. But this was before social media, right? Like, this was before they blew up on that side. Like, no yeah. one knew. We definitely – everyone in L.A. knew, obviously knew. Anyway, they beat us by 60. And all I remember, I remember two things. LaMelo was playing way above his age. He was – we were, what, we were 17 years old. Uh, in grade 11, he was in grade eight playing. He was the shortest kid I've ever seen. I look at him, I'm like, who is this kid playing on this? Like, <laughs> the child? <laughs> Man, he had the craziest jump shot. And all he used to do was just do what exactly what he was doing in high school. was just cherry picking and, and launching. But then the other uh, the other memory I have, too, is Lonzo came down. And again, he was just, he, he had that uh, buzz cut, just like, tall, lanky, 6'5 point guard, and he comes down. We put our, our best defenders guarding him. Lonzo comes down, gives him, the, gives him a crossover. My, my teammate falls. He made him fall. And then he did passes where he passed it off and just turned around to the big man, dunk. And I'm telling you, there were people watching us get our ass kicked by 60 points, bro. Turns out never left. Game, we have, and we had no idea who these guys were. After the game, we find out we just played the number one point guard in the West Coast, going to UCLA, like, and then a few years later, they went up. And I'm just glad no one, like, I'm glad they, because if it was this day and age, like, we would have been on Bleacher Report, we would have been, been on Baller's Life for sure. Man, but like, that's, that's what I'm saying, like, the, those, like, it's so much different going like into the states where like, there's these big tournaments and AU, like, so. You mentioned these big names. You just made me think of the time we got the fucking big ballers. Yeah, man. It's, it's crazy. You never know. I mean, I got tons of other stories, but we'll get back to it. So what did you want from uh, grade nine? Grade, grade nine led to you were at uh, Highland Park. Yeah. And then, and then you transitioned to um, St. Pat's, which – so – Let's give a, a give a little background to people too. On you can you can give a background on Highland Park if you want to, but St. Pat's essentially was um, in Halifax where we grow up, where Bear and I went to the same high school. Um, St. Pat's kind of had the more inner city kids, and QE had kind of more of the suburban kids. Is that right? Is that a good way of putting it? Like kind of like almost like middle upper middle class versus like uh, lower class, essentially like poverty, right? Yeah, they split it up. Yeah. Yeah, like after they split it up. So um, you went there, and so essentially you have a rival high school, you know, with a lot of kids that you you grew up playing against, and then uh, you guys play against each other. And you guys also, people that don't know, um, I I only found this out in grade, uh, I mean, grade grade 10, but 
you could see it a little bit through minor basketball, like the North Preston Afterville games and stuff. But uh, St. Pat's versus Cole Harbor were were some pretty pretty crazy games <laughs> too. So when when you start talking about um, high school, maybe explain like a little bit about the background in terms of like the difference in in, in people and players that go there and kind of your journey through your three years and and uh, you know the competition and anything pretty much that comes to mind okay perfect well i mean when i go through high school i just go like year by year and then i gotta stop after each year and then you guys can like chime in and if you have questions go from there cool yeah all right so <clears throat> coming out of grade nine it was like this is gonna sound funny i wanted to go i almost went to qe i almost went to qeh coming out of grade nine grade nine basketball at highland park that team wasn't that good i was just like like the one, like the best player on the team. So I was just like going out there putting up obviously crazy numbers. But all of my friends, like not including the Andres, the Tylers, everybody else, like the Murrays, the Bubbies, the Chicos, the Sebastians, all these guys, they all went to St. Pat's, Alexander, or they went to Oxford. And so coming out of there, it was always like we play these teams. Like we obviously we got pumped by them, got pumped. But then after that, we'd all have to practice together on Athensville. And so we'd all come together. So it was like, okay, Tuesdays and Thursdays were the games where we go against each other. But Tuesdays and Thursdays were the days that we had practice for Athensville Lakers too. So every time we had a game, we'd always have to go to practice together and whatnot. And so going to practice, obviously, we became like crazy close. And back then, I don't know, I'd assume, Tristan, that you're like pretty, pretty familiar with who Mary is. Obviously, you are Frosty. I've, I've, I've heard yeah. stories, yeah. So he was the best. Like, mm-hmm. back then, he was the best. And people, to, and next to him, it was Bubby. And this is in Halifax. This is on our side. I can't speak to the Dartmouth side. But at that time, it was, yo, Mario's the best, and Bubby's, like, next to him. I wasn't even, like, <clears throat> one of those in that conversation. Or I didn't think I was. And so we're, we're playing on the same team all year, all year, all year. Team Season finishes, Afterville, we win provincials, whatever, whatever. After after everything, we had the banquet, and Coach D gives me MVP. And he gave it to me over Murray and Bubby. And the reason that he said it, that he gave it to me, and this has always, like, stuck in my mind, and it's like, he said, you always, like, you're the, you're the engine. He's like, you're just the engine. You just, you're always able to push everybody to go. And he's like, that's the biggest thing about you. And he's like, you always mm. like, your energy is always there. Your effort is always there. It's never like it's never it's never wavering. He said yeah. every time you're on the court, you give 110. percent And he's like, that is why like I like I think that you are the MVP for this team, and why I think that you're going to go on and be somebody else and whatnot. How'd that make you feel? How'd that make you feel at the? Uh... I'm going to turn on my lights. Keep going. Keep going. It'd be one second. One second. Just like cut out. One sec. Okay. Do you hear me? Did you guys hear me? Yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go again? I'm just going to go turn my light on. Keep going. I'm going to be one second. Just keep going. Um, I was going to say, like, hearing that, the the reason he gave you that, like, how did that make you feel? Because I think a lot of times, especially as, like, ball players, like, it it wasn't always embarrassing to, like, if you got that most improved player, like, award, then, like, there was all... And the connotation that went along with it that you're not the best player 
So did like saying that I gave you that because you're a hard worker and not because you're the best player. Did that like play with your mind at all? Nope. It actually never, ever, ever crossed my mind that he didn't think I was like the most valuable to that team because a lot of like, it's, it's like what I brought to the table was the most valuable thing to that team. Right. And gotcha. crazy enough, that's why. Yeah. And then crazy enough, Murray got sent home in provincials in the championship. I got to play. We won, and so I think a big factor was him also seeing that, like, this team was able to win without Murray. You know what I mean? Because in the champion, it was, Murray was there for the quarterfinals and was gone home for the semis and gone home for the finals. And so we were able to win without him, and it was, like, we just all put in work. Everybody had, like, a crazy group effort, things came together, we won. But at the end of the day, I think that that's what really cemented it for him, is that he was like, yo, you know, the engine, blah, blah, blah. And he always told me I was, like, extremely coachable. He nice always one. told me that. Jeez. Yeah, and he always... Nice yeah, he always also told me that, like, stop trying to be like Kobe, too. He hated that. He hated <laughs> that. Like, anytime oh, yeah. I try and do a fadeaway, <laughs> man, he, he would... Man! He would tell me to stop walking like this. He was... <laughs> Hey, one thing, he about, one thing about David, um, he never, I only played against him maybe one year, I think, maybe, I think so, but I always felt like he knew basketball really well, and I always felt like he was generally with players, like, honest about, uh, about who they were as players, like, he, he, he would never, like, I felt like he would never sugarcoat things to, to young kids to, like, make them feel better, like, if, if you had to be told something to get better, or, or you were just, making mistakes based on what I saw from when I started. Like, that's the type of feeling I got from watching him. Like, some people yeah. might not like that style, kind of, but um, then that's obviously basketball. Like, I don't really know else, else but in terms of coaching. But um, so <clears throat> so you ended up oh, – so you won Provincials in grade nine? Yeah, this is grade nine that we won. Okay. And then I was like, I'm going to go to QE. So I was like, okay, cool. I think because my mom went to QE, blah, blah, blah. Like, deep down inside, like, truly, like, now that I think about it, I, like, wanted to go to St. Pat's. But, like, there was that push because my mom, my uncle, and my aunt, they went there. And then my uncle played football there. Mm. And then he took me in to meet with Mike Tanner. What's your uncle's name? Quentin Tynes. Okay. And then we went in to meet with him, talked to him, whatever, whatever. And I was, like, pretty pretty certain like at that time I thought I was going to QE but then man you have no idea what it's like going through a summer with like the friends I have and telling them you're not going to be going to school with them or not going to be hooping and blah 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 and I, the worst person I'll tell you was the worst was Tanky oh man I can see that man well, look the apple the apple doesn't fall far from the tree <laughs> what I yeah, can say right? about David Right. Tell you, tell you whatever, whatever is on his mind. <laughs> exactly. He tells you exactly what's on his mind. He was, oh man, he was saying the worst things. He said you're gonna go there and not even gonna get better. He said you're gonna go there and get worse. I could just see he him was, saying that in that in his in his. No, it was so bad. It was so bad that obviously I was like, yeah, I want to go to St. Pat's now because Tinky's someone that I really looked up to at the time too. Like in terms of on the court, Tinky's game was like nasty. In terms of his ability to control tempo, pace, make mm. the right passes, defense was crazy. Tinky was just like, yo, he doesn't get enough credit. Another heard one, he had a crazy crossover. Was, yo, is Hezzy? I heard. The, the craziest. You will still haven't seen one better to this day. Mm. Online, NBA, nowhere. Tinky had I, the craziest Hezzy. I remember hearing about that. Man, he was playing. Ah, crazy Hezzy. But 
so yeah, just having like someone that you looked up to kind of like give it to you straight and kind of tell you like how it is, because that's kind of the way that we showed our show that we cared about each other. He's like, look, you're going to go there. You're going to suck. You're going to get worse. Or you could come here with us. Mm. Get your ass whooped every day where you're going to get better kind of situation. Right. Mm. And then Tyler, same thing. He was in my ear and then Andre as well. And obviously I went to St. Pat's and it was that summer that I kind of like after the whole thing from coach David, I kind of honed in like, man, I'm just as like, I'm just as good as these guys. Cause for a long time, I didn't think I was. And I was just like, I'm just as good as these guys. I know so, I can do it. Talk, talking about that right now. And my, my mentality, that's a big, big thing for you, eh? Like you find, oh, if yeah. anybody wants to be successful, like if you want to be top of the food chain, if you want to be somebody that, you know, um, especially in sports might dominate or, or be able to compete against high level, you, you believe in that, eh? Yeah. That's a big, huge thing for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why? Because of like confidence or like, it's just like, like, yeah, like did, 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 uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but like, did, did, um, like your athleticism doesn't change. Like you're, you weren't like a, you know what I mean? Like your, like maybe your mind can change your athleticism a bit in a sense, but like in terms of how you attack maybe, but in terms of like, body, it's not yeah. making you jump higher. You know what I mean? It's not making you run faster, but what, what is it about the mind that for you is, is, is what, um, change things for you in terms of sports and and your climb because you know you were at the top you climbed the top of the food chain in my opinion pretty much appreciate that um the mindset man like, like the the mentality was just like it went from this is like this is a game that i like i enjoy and i'm gonna do it went from that to being like yo this is something i'm going to be the best at Nice. This is something like I want to be the best at. This is something that's going to be hard to be the best at because, in my opinion, all my friends were the best. And so mm. I was at the bottom of the food chain. I wasn't better than any of those guys. Mm. Not for and a that, long time. And that's just, and that's just on, that's just uh, for people that don't know, that's just on the Halifax side of things because I'm sure people that yeah. don't, people that don't know, Halifax is split between Dartmouth and Halifax. Um, it's all, it's called Halifax now, the HRM, but before. Dartmouth was a different region and they also have uh, North Preston. And so yeah. that is another, another form of competition too. Like anybody that thinks they're at the top of the food chain on outside of Halifax in, in ju junior high or Halifax or high school basketball, another thing's coming, you know, people on the other side <laughs> across yeah. the bridge, across the, over, over the, over, uh, over the bridge are thinking a different thing. Right. So that's, yep. do, do you, do you find competition makes like breeds like, you know, growth, like makes people better. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Even if you don't think it is, it's making you better. Like, like don't, even don't if hide you, from it. Eh? Yeah. No, don't just go out there and get after it, man. Like it's, it's just something you'll never be able to avoid in life. There's always going to be competition, no matter what you do, no matter what you do, even if you want to be the best father, like you're going to hear a father doing some amazing things for his kid. And you're going to want to do amazing things too. That's so you're going to want it. You're going to be like, you know what? I want to I wanna do whatever it takes for me to be able to do amazing things also. Mm. And, you, and these are things you don't realize, right? You don't realize that's a competitive juice inside of you. You just think that, oh, man, like, okay, he can do that. I want to do that too. But you don't realize, yo, that's, that's essentially competitiveness. They that, can that's do it. Bread. I can do it too. That's yeah. bread, yeah. yeah. Bread on the court. Yeah, it's just like, and that's just how it is. And if, I mean, in terms of getting better through competitive sport, you have to compete against the best. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of that, like I can't talk about nice. being a father and parenting. But if you want to get better at sports, then you got to compete against the best. I think one on one was like my most. Oh man, that was my game. That was my killer game because I took so much heat, like for a long time. Because again, I wasn't, I wasn't one of the best. But man, once, no, I, I, can, once I honed in my I skills, can, I can understand that. Yeah, it was and, like, but and that well, like one on one is the the greatest competition there was on the basketball court. It's me and you, and there's no help. A hundred percent. Because and and it gives you the opportunity. Like you're either gonna play or you're not. Exactly. One on one, you can't you can't really hide from one on one. Where like on the court, yeah. you can kind of hide five on five. Like if if you're not if you don't really want to be there, there's ways to hide. Exactly. It's there's no running away from you. You gotta embrace it. And I think that's why that's why you get so much better for it because it leaves you no other choice but to literally go head to head. Exactly. It's actually exactly. Point. Yeah. It's the, it's the fact that the fact that you guys are talking about that right now makes me believe that. The way we played defense those first few years, like truly based on just sheer mileage in terms of actually mm-hmm. making being being forced to play full court defense on a point guard, like mm-hmm. you're constantly moving. You know what I mean? Like you have yeah. no other option but to teach yourself how to recover from certain <laughs> angles, how to how to see that. how to see what a player does before he gets to the sideline, right when you think you're about to trap him, how he whatever move he tries to get back into the middle, you know what I mean? It, yep. it teaches you little things that you might take for granted that like everybody else is like, man, why are these guys pressing all game? But then when you get to your third, your fourth, your fifth year, you, you are at the top. Like you're, there's nobody yeah. else in, in college basketball that is, has the, the, the mileage, the hours nope. in terms of guarding people when, the way when you, you have. Guys, so did, that's uh, a good, coach, that's a crazy, uh, that makes me think about that. Sorry. Did coach make you guys do the the full court uh, defensive drill like a, a zigzag like up the oh, yeah. up the like yeah. against someone and then he would stop it and say switch partners. Like, yeah. Stop. What? Man. Stop what? Coach I know. never stopped that drill. <laughs> I, I seen I I seen I see, I seen a couple times he stopped it. Never going hard enough. Someone there was always someone who just was. He's like, yo, he would blow the whistle. I'm like, yo, who is not like the way? Hey, hey, he would stop it. He would go nuts. He'd get down in stance. Yeah, I love coach. And everybody that knows that's been the ex knows he he hasn't been able to shoot and stuff. He's he's had back issues, but he would make it a point just to try to get in stance. Yeah, being like fuck you guys, like you guys are making me bend over and shit right now because you guys won't even fucking get. Sorry, my language. <laughs> you guys aren't even gonna get in a freaking stance, he, oh, and it would man. be one of the funniest things ever. And then, oh, and then, man. like Bear said, he he whistle, and then it's you just you're just like after a while, you're just like, man, I'm I'm going here, but like the body can only shuffle for so <laughs> yeah. long before before physically it. it it breaks down. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like doing, like doing a hundred squats. Like you can only do so many before your body fails. It can't, yeah. can't hold a position. I'm like, all right, coach, let me see you do 20 defensive zigzag slides and then get in front of Tyler and stop from going to the rim. No. Oh man. I'm just glad you guys are reacting the same way we were because man, actual, he still does it to this day. And it's a crazy. Oh, yeah long like conditioning tough drill you know what, what though 
I will tell you, like, like once we like get into that, remind me to tell you, like, there was because there was one thing that you could do that would change the entire, that always changed the energy in our gym, always, always, okay. always, yeah, because well, that, yeah, because that drill was just daunting sometimes, but like, yeah, that's what I want. Like, I eventually want to get. Like, I, I obviously want to continue to hear like your experience. Let's, yeah, let's keep through high school but then i, I kind of want to like because you guys know each other you guys are like best friends right so like yeah i kind of like for me sitting on the outside i'm almost like an audience member listening to this pocket like i want to know your guys relationship like even through high school like how is that okay well i'm gonna jump in quickly i because i, I want to try to make it brief but uh anyways i i started basketball in grade nine so in how in halifax um i played I tried out for Gorswick and Gate Nine made it, and Gorswick was like a no, you know. They had some, they had de- like a couple decent players, like solid players, but in terms of like basketball back then, nobody like, like crazy, crazy that took over the city. And we would get pumped when we'd play like North Preston, or um, we we had a close game against Africville, or sorry, not Africville, against um, St. Pat's A um, with the Twins. But other than that, like, it wasn't anything like that. And I didn't really know anybody. Like I was just starting out. Like I just transferred from soccer. So I, I met, I met some of these guys like bear. I met in great, maybe the summer grade nine, maybe, but more so what grade 10 for good. Like yeah. maybe I think we started hanging and seeing each other. Yeah. Cause of Bannon yeah. in great, the summer of grade nine. So you guys but, didn't even know each other before high school. No, no. Not, well, like not really. And, yeah. and, it, it was so bad that when I was in New York with my family that summer, my brother looked at me because he he had heard of and he'd seen Andre play and he he had like probably seen you guys play somewhere. He's like, man, you're never gonna make St. Pat's. Like <laughs> he literally looked at me and said this because he went to St. Pat's. He was in grade 12 or something. He's like, you'll never make yeah, the basketball team. Like, why 10. are you? He was like, why are you playing like shooting hoops in New York like right now when we're on like vacation? Like, what? Do you, I would literally go to the. Because I was uh, I was at the courts in in the summer of grade nine by myself, like just going trying to find courts to play by myself with my fam, like my brothers, in in New York, um, Greenwich, and uh, wow, and and like he came one day with his girlfriend because she was there, and he was just like 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 just straight out hated, like gave me like you know as he didn't he wasn't feeling me playing basketball. I just started right, and then. I'd gone to another court and there was a run and like, it was just one of those interesting like experiences that you get to look back on. Like when you talk about five star, like for me, I, I never got to go away for something like that in the States. So like for me, sorry, well, later on, but for, like at that point, that was my like, just like a run mm-hmm. guy p- pulled up in like a pickup, they play music and it, it, I wasn't there for everybody. It was just one of those things. Anyways, then I went to St. Pat's boom best team in the province and I, here i am this kid that nobody in the basketball community like knows like you know i mean like a lot of these guys like bear said playing since grade seven so i was just fortunate i had that feeling that bear talked about in grade seven just making the team right. when, when i got the like the okay that like you made it like i was shook like i thought i was going to be right on the fringe i think evan was trying out and he he was like you know he played with you guys throughout growing up so like that's you think like he's going to be on it. There's somebody else I couldn't remember. I think they, one of them might have stopped coming to tryouts. And then I got the okay, I was on the team. And I just, in my head, I was, I was just happy to be part of the squad. I was happy to be, because right. I just made, I made my friendships with Bear, with Bubby. And if you didn't you know, make that team, you would, would have just been 
Like, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would have stayed with basketball based on what my brother yeah. said to me. Like, just think about. Would we have even I mean? been cool? You know like, what I mean? We would have never crossed paths, really. It's it's interesting to say because like a lot of friends that I grew up with in junior high. Once I made that basketball team, uh-huh. my group kind of shifted. Like it wasn't. Yeah. So it wasn't. It's just that I was always playing ball, and a lot of my friends that I grew up with from that went to Goresbrook, you know, were smoking weed, drinking, like enjoy, starting to get get introduced to like kind of like the party scene. And for yeah. me, I was so obsessed with what Bear said, like trying to reach these guys' level. Like I was just, I wanted to be like, I want them to feel like I was on the team because I was worth worth being there. You know what I mean? Because that's how good. Like I'm trying to explain to people, like that team was phenomenal and even the the year i before i even went there like I, they might have been better and um yeah it's, it it's just one of those things like when you when you are trying to it's like trying to get hired at this like dream job like you're just like i i respect their this company so much like i'd love to work for them the same thing right. like i respected these basketball players so much that coming from where where i was i was just happy to be be able to hang around bear like learn from him learn from tyler learn from mm-hmm. um bubby like uh, ben and peter like just guys that you know had been solid really amazing ball, ball players from, from a young age like right. i was i was like man i can like bear said you got to play against these guys to get better mm-hmm. and that's what i got to do like i didn't care about playing getting in the games like and that was the difference between me like no. the twins like the other young guys they want to play they want to you know, they thought they were on that level. Like they thought they were at the top. They were ready to just jump in, boom, sub me in. So yeah. when I started, I met Bear and, and like, obviously we, we clicked like that. And you, you realize that, uh, you know, I, I, I posted that before, but you realize that, you know, sports brings people together. A lot of people that come from different places in life um, or different environments, like there's this, like, there's all these prejudices like that are put in your mind by TV and movies and music and, and your, and your experiences with older people when you're young. But when something like sports or art or music brings people from different environments together, humans usually can, can see, okay, like you look past like the prejudices that are in your eyes. Like you start sure. hearing what they're saying to you and yeah. you're like, man, this person's just like me. Like they think like me, like, they're a good human being. Like I, I just want to be around this person. I don't care what, you know, well, what people from my neighborhood say about that neighborhood or anything like that. And that was one thing for me that like makes St. Pat's a, uh, it's, it's going to be a huge thing in my, for the rest of my life is that it, it teaches you that like, man, um, like what we said, like we never played basketball at St. Pat's together or maybe in grade 10, like who knows? Oh, we wouldn't be friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what would we think of each other? <laughs> And here we are today. Like, it's it's interesting you say that because it's it's just so true. In our last episode, listening to Chico say the same thing about he would have never spoken to someone from Cuba or these these uh, Middle Eastern people because they don't they don't look like him, they don't sound like him. But because he got uncomfortable, like he started listening to them. Now he's some of his best friends, right? Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Yeah, I so you uh, guys were playing ball together. Mm-hmm. What? How? Three years? For how? For what? Three years? How long? Three years? At St. Pat's. Yeah. Me and me two. and uh, Frosty. Yeah. Two. two years. Two years. But he so. stayed. But he. But he was there. He was the. He was there my grade twelve year too. So. Yeah. He he might have missed that, but yeah, I, I he was in grade eleven. 
I was in grade 10 when I showed up. One thing, like one thing that I that like I think needs to be touched on in terms of like just the ter- like, like just so you could see where how things have to switch kind of between basketball and like real life is that I didn't understand when I was first playing with Murray and them guys like that you had to be like you like you have to be a dog. Like you have to be a relentless no shame, go out there and do whatever it takes in order to to win, like no matter what, at all costs. Like fighting so, for survival, eh? Exactly, like, and that was one thing life. that like stuck with me forever. Like when I every time that we always played, it was like it was never like our effort was never questioned, and it's because like you no matter what you fight, you fight, you fight, you fight, and just having that mentality at the same time was something that just kept me alive. Not like not literally, but just kept me motivated, kept me focused on things, and keep pushing forward because. And I just realized for me, not for everybody, but in order for me to get a lot of places, like I had to be a dog in order to get there. Mm. Right. For, in order for you, because you even touched on the fact that you weren't even as good as those guys. And for, yeah, you, no. for you to even get there, like you had to put in the work. Yeah, had to be, had to be a dog. Had to just do things that just, man, I did so many things on the basketball court playing against those guys that were uncomfortable. Like man to man, playing at arm's length away against somebody who's going to blow by you a hundred times in a row on <laughs> is, a, is like the most demoralizing feeling yeah. in the world. A lot of AUS players feel like that guarding this guy <laughs> or, <laughs> or a former teammate. So it's funny. It's funny to hear him say that because I guarantee you there's so many players that felt for people that aren't listening. This guy was deemed second fastest Canadian um, high school kid in Canada in grade 12. But one interesting thing is when, when I went to his wedding and we were hanging out on the, on, on the, uh, on his, uh, on his wedding day is he, he tells, I never asked him about it because it's one of those things like, you know, like you, you go away, it's like one-on-one you're racing against somebody else for the fast kid and you come back and it says you lost if you don't talk to somebody. And then you ask him and he, he's like, yeah, like I false started. So we actually didn't, race and, and they gave him the the win and then you guys did race after that after they gave him the win no yeah no so what happened was false started he false started where is i track this was, this was in toronto yeah track and field oh okay. it's like i did like i did a lot of like random things in terms of sports right. i guess but so yeah and then like he false started then i false started and then it was done but then they they had his race after, so like it was already done, done. Then race, and then he went on, and then in the next round he ended up winning, running like a slower time. Like I ran, I ran four point six three, and he ran four point six two, something like that. And this was in grade twelve. And this is like, mind you, like a kid that's like track is his life. I just yeah. chucked on a pair of basketball kicks <laughs> and went out to and Some went long the race. Shorts. I heard that I could get a free trip to Toronto, so I was like, let me go try and run it. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. But no, that, yeah, but yeah. That's so, just, yeah, yeah. A lot of I kids. Was just, I was just, yeah, I just felt like I was getting, like, not just, like, was I getting, like, beat a lot, but I was, like, also learning a lot because I was like, around players, like, who were very knowledgeable, like Tyler and Tanky and those guys. Like, they really knew the game of basketball and angles and how to defend somebody without fouling and arm's length away and use my speed and, and stuff like that, which I was still only really young, right? So they were still young. They didn't know everything, but they knew things that I didn't know because they started playing basketball before me, right? And so when I 
finally got to high school. I won't. Do you, do you want me to go into grade ten, or do you want me to just talk about me and Frosty? I'm I'm just looking I'm just looking at how your guys' relationship was. I I mean I I guess like high school, but just like like what were practices like? Like obviously you were known as the better player. Like he was kind of like this guy that wasn't supposed to play ball or even be on the team. Like what well, was your perspective on like like I don't know. Explain that I guess. Well, one thing that like is is like a staple is that. Me and Frosty, like the first time me and Frosty were at trials together, like me, I was, oh man, I got so mad at Frosty. And this is like, this now, like makes me realize why our relationship on the court was always like that. So it's trials, he's in great, obviously he's in great, and he's like, he just doesn't want to fuck up. Pretty much, he doesn't want to fuck up, and he doesn't want someone to like the fuck him up in terms of like on the court. Fast break comes, boom, fast break, I'm trailing the play. Frosty's running beside me, and I can't. I think it was, might have been Bubby. Yeah, probably Bubby. And I was like, backboard. Bubby threw it off the glass, and I was like, I took off. Yo, I was going to cut that and just kill it. Frosty put his hand on my hip, and so I was like, way off, like way off key. I couldn't. I don't even think I caught the ball. And after that, I landed, and I got, yo, I got so mad. I was pointing at him, screaming. I was going crazy, and he was like, kind of like brushing me off but not really just kind of like what am I supposed to do get dunked on like what am I supposed to do like that kind of thing and I'm just like killer I'm so mad like so mad but like from then on I mean like it was all like like after that it was all respect after that he come to practice and I was always like it was always me and him matched up it was always me and him for every drill we go to practice like me and him used to go to practice like an hour early 45 minutes to an hour early mind you this is after going to Delplex so we go to Delplex we're in there just like Right. Shooting around, whatever, whatever. After that, go to uh, practice like an hour early, and we play one on one full court, like not even like not a, not a joke, like oh ha ha ha, like I don't care who wins, like we're playing one on one full court, full court, other. yeah, like we're playing each other, deem each other up full court, and it's like we're doing this before practice even starts, and then practice comes, mm-hmm. and we're just same thing in practice, whatever drill Irvin had us doing, same thing, we just locked up, locked in, and focused, and it was just like man, this is this is how it's gonna be, and that's. That's really what made what made me believe in like how good I I thought he could be, and how right. he turned out to be. Right, he turned out to be like way better than anybody at that time would have thought that he would have turned out to be. <laughs> hey, so so uh, um, I, I I want to say so I I don't know if I told you but or or showed you I, I they did a uh, part of the um the uh. The friggin' um, trying to raise money for X. The, yeah. They, they made a program, okay? So yeah. they 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 reached out to former players to just put a quote in, and and um, what's his name? Jeff White reached out to me for a quote, and I was like, okay, like I didn't think anything of it, right, Bear? Like I was just like, like they any I just I was like, cool, like okay, you guys are just trying to raise money, right? Yeah. So they make they make the booklet and they they showed me like who was with the quotes like who who were the other people in there with the quotes, and it was like Gil Green, Brian Lee, Randy Noor and John Hatch, and I was just like, I, just t- talking to what you're saying. If you could have asked any person <laughs> that that you knew from grade ten to first or second year of university. And that new, like, university ball, like, I don't even care about, like, 
if people that don't understand, like those are like some of the legends. I'm not saying I'm a legend at X, but like just to be mentioned, like put, like asked to be. Those are legends. So like, legends. how many? If you told people that Frosty or or Will would be in that magazine or in that uh, fundraiser later on in life, like what would people look at you? Like what would they say? Yeah, they would have. Been... Like, they, 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 they honestly probably would have been like, he'll never start on the St. Pat's They would have been like, what, like, what are you talking about? He's just like, there's no way. Like, what are you talking about? He's going to go to St. And at this time, when we were in high school, St. Effects was like, was like the they were stupid. cream of the crop. Yeah, cream of the crop. So, yeah, were, it was like Carlton. It was like, Carl, it was like going to Carlton now, did, essentially. Did, did you purposely, like, did, were, you, were you mindful that you were purposely trying to match up and like, lockdown bear each and every day like or was that just it so happened to be that the same height or i think i don't think i mean i've always been competitive um but i wouldn't say that like every single day i went to practice or went to a run and i am like my matchup was bear like i'm no like i'm i did like guarding him a lot but there are certain days like anybody that's just like when you're just starting to play sport, you're like, can I have a break from guarding the best player mm, or sure. the most athletic? Even if you're not, even like if he was younger, grade 11 or something, he wasn't, you, Tyler would have been up there. Some, like he was yeah. arguably the best, but you know, you're grade 12, obviously, right? Yeah. It's just one of those For things. Sure. Like, it's just one of those things when you like, anybody needs a break, like from going, it's like working out. It's like, you can yeah. go hard um five days a week and get two days rest that's great because your body can recover your mind can recover like from taking a beating right so like yeah there were days that like i i uh would get matched up with bear in in high school and in university or or at a run like in the summer which is even worse because it's not structured so like (laughs) if guys are really good at like putting getting buckets and putting the ball in the hoop like Sometimes yeah. in runs, like you don't want to be matched up with a guy that's just feeling it, like that's just in a zone because you're just gonna take heat and nobody's helping you. That's like that's when people get exposed at summer runs, or they used to anyways. But there aren't summer runs anymore. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, if you're asking me, like I I really did enjoy Garden Bear, Garden Tyler, um, um, times in in university trying to guard Gary and stuff. But I needed days like you can you can only guard like bear in high school and university so much without needing a day to think about like that practice when he just like you know made you feel like you're almost like a pylon on the court and it's (laughs) it's weird for people to maybe say that hear me say that because i did guard like the best players on the other teams my fourth and fifth year especially my fifth year like i was guarding jimmy dorsey i was guarding simon green joey haywood like all game like full court like I was, I was pressing them. Don't like, see, yeah, people don't but, see. But when, but that, but that's that goes to speak to Bear's level of like, in terms of like where he was on the food chain in terms of athleticism and basketball like skill and player. Like, like when he came back from T, he played for Team Canada. Like, I'm I'm kind of jumping high school, but he went away for a summer with Team Canada and came back and I was guarding him. And this is my, I think my third or fourth year. Third, I think it was my fourth third. Year. Was it fourth your fourth? Year. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, no matter what I did, like, I was getting torched. I, I thought it was my third year because I thought Tyler's, no, it was fourth, wasn't it? Yeah, but third year was when I came back launching. You came back one, I think there was one year and, and like Tyler was like, yeah, man, third like, year. Get, third get, year. get up on him. 
like get closer to him. He's hitting yeah. like he's. We were playing baseball, so baseball. I don't know if you really call it baseball when you were there, but essentially, the people listen, it's it's half court, five on five, and you just play three three, three strikes, you win. Three points, you win. And uh, we were losing, and you were hitting like you were just. If anybody, obviously, you're quick. You're the fastest person in the court. Like so, like most people give you a cushion. So I was trying to give you a cushion, take my chances with the three ball or the jumper, <laughs> but. The three ball and jumper was just wet. And it was, it was, it was Tyler's like, get up on him. In my head, I'm like, man, why don't you come guard him? Like, yeah. do you think it's that easy? Like in my head, but I didn't say this back then. Cause my, like, I'm not where I am now. Like, and that's another yeah. thing about climbing the food chain. Like when you, when you start seeing yourself and you start lo- moving up, like the confidence, the comp, like the mentality that you have, like you feel more comfortable to speak open about things and about sure. how you feel like, now I would I would have been like go guard him, bro. Like, but but back then I wasn't. Like I was at the bottom. I had to keep my mouth shut. I'd keep working. I keep doing whatever I had to do to to get to where Bear was or come close. You know what I mean? Right. So that just that just not nah, like I needed a day off to reset and be like, okay, he did this to me. Like I gotta I'll come back. I'll, I'm not scared to guard him again, even if he still does that again at some point. Like, but I, I think it's important for people to always take a step back, no matter what it is. Like if you work and you work really hard. And you're considered like the best, but you're always trying to grind to get to some, you know, a next level. Mm-hmm. I do think it's important to, to step back and kind of always just take a look at where where you where you started, where you are, and and well, that's why re- reset reset to where you want to go. This whole coronavirus is going to be huge for a lot of people because now, like a lot, like I Facetime my family in the past three days more than I have all year. Like it's just allowing people to step back from their normal lives and their go, 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 and kind of just like yeah. chill. It's so important mentally. Um, I was going to ask Bear, like, was it always your, your plan to go to St. of X or even university? At that? Like, how did that, how did that process? Like, how did you get that? Sorry. I don't know. I'm not oh, trying try to laugh. I just, there's a story I remember. I'll wait till Bear answers it and then I'll go. It wasn't always like my plan to go to X, but it was always my plan to go play basketball in university. It was always my dream to go play university and whatnot. And then going through like junior high, high school, obviously I had a lot of the same teammates. And then going to university, I didn't have the opportunity to play with as many of my teammates again, right? So a big thing is that not only would I get to play with one of my teammates in university, I also get to go to the same university as like, he's my best friend at the time, right? Like he's my, like Tyler was the closest person to me aside from Frosty and Buggy. Like he was the closest guy to me. He was at X, I was at St. Pat's. And me and him were talking like all the time. Talking just like he wasn't even at X and like I wasn't at St. Pat's because I was a year behind. And so just talking over time, me and him like had a lot of conversations. Ty had a lot of conversations with Wade. And Coach K was like relentless, man. Coach K was, Coach K was definitely consistent, respectful of my mom. Always came through, um, very transparent, and just made it made it feel like it was it was gonna be a home. Yeah, um, just, yeah. That's pretty um, much pretty much it. Based on what you said there, I, I just thought of something. When you said it was nice to have me go there with you, um, tell us about the challenge from somebody that grows up playing basketball pretty much with the same group of guys until university, until high school, 
So like six, oh. so like six to ten years, you're playing with the same guys, right? All the time, like your friends, like you guys know each other. Even when you get in fights, like you know, you're right back. Tell us yeah. how it was the transition for you at that time of your life, going to play at X with a bunch of guys that you you didn't know that you you didn't really understand mm. that come from completely different environments. And again, like I, I just try to stress, like, um. It, it is a lot to, to, there's the trust level, right? Like when you, yeah. when you come, you know, when you, when you come from a different environment, like, um, it, it, uh, you want to trust somebody before you, you give them like all of you in a sense, right. Where you, yeah. where you feel you're not vulnerable. Right. Um, so yeah. tell us, tell us like how, how was that difficult for you? Like looking back on things, like, would you change anything? Would you tell like young kids, like, coming from the same like kind of the same road you came from like what would you say to them in terms of like how how to deal with and communicate with with teammates or coaches or anything that you're not that you're not accustomed to that you haven't grown up with you know what i mean yeah i mean i guess coming from where i'm from and the way that things things are done or were done in that community it's just you got to understand that no matter what you can't you can't instill your fire into anybody else no matter what, you gotta understand that everyone's playing the game for a different reason. Everyone loves the game for a different reason, right? Everyone has their own love for the game, and you can't you can't try and force your love upon anybody, and you can't try and force anybody to love the way you love. You gotta understand that like different things are gonna motivate different people. And going through my whole life, it was like the same things motivated all of us. So you have a group of kids where the same things motivate us all the time. No matter what happens, like we can say this or say that to each other. And just know, like, even though it hurts and it sucks to hear it, like, it's all love and that's that's just how things are. And then you reach a point where, like, you're, you're around people who aren't used to being, like, when you go at someone like that, they feel like you're barking at them. They feel like you're, like, coming down on them super duper hard, right? So And, and, it was, and how are they going to read, read you and are they going to get the point across? Like, yeah, for sure. Exactly. And then they, they put their head down. Some of them might tuck their, tuck their tail between their legs. Some of them might rise to the occasion, right? But at the same time, it was tough, super, super tough for me to be able to be the the passionate or to be as passionate as I was, mm -hmm. but also communicate with somebody who doesn't really have or doesn't really identify with the same passion. Doesn't share the same passion. Exactly. Like they still love it a lot, and they, but it's for different reasons and their passion is expressed and shown differently. So, yeah, it's important to like take that into account and not like even for someone... Like exactly that. How, what's the best way to go about like communicating with different people is like understanding that they may think differently than you do, and like that's okay, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. That's huge, huge tie into life and lifestyle. What people do yeah. with their time, you know that. Like you're especially like big time. So that that was, you'd say that was a big thing. Was that challenging? Like throughout your whole entire university? Yeah. Oh yeah. Big huge yeah. challenge for me. Like in the locker room with you guys, you guys must have like a ton of stories of like commute, like trying to be a leader or like a captain or something, and someone like not listening, refusing to listen, or like just throwing like I don't know if, if the team's losing, you someone trying to say this. Like I mean, I've See, heard it's, it's it's different with me because in in that sense, I'm the kind of person that yo like I can I can like go hard. 
Friday night, go super duper hard. But I'm going to be in the gym Saturday morning working on my game. There was other guys that, yeah, I can I can party Friday in the gym going hard Friday. No, no problem at all. There's other guys that wanted to be able to do that that weren't able to do that. And me as me, I'm the kind of leader that's like, yo, I'm not going to tell you not to go party, not to blah blah. blah. Mm, I'm not going to do that. If you come to this gym and you're a shithead, I'm going to tell you you're being a fucking shithead. And if it's because of your party, and that's up to you to realize. But exactly. if something you're doing is making you be a fucking like idiot, sorry for the language, but it's making you be someone you're not on the court or someone I don't like. I didn't Let's just be candid. I don't care. Sorry. We should just be candid. We oh, can yeah. always bleep things. No fucking rules. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, man, I just and that's just something that I don't know. I just I just couldn't deal with. And that was that was super tough for me, too, because I'm a super outgoing person, socialized, personal boy. I love to have a good time. But at the same time, like I have the motivation, the self-motivation and the, the perseverance yeah. and determination to understand that tomorrow I'm going to have to get up and work my ass off right. in order to make sure that all this makes sense. And I didn't have a problem doing that. But there were guys that just wouldn't do that. And I'm, I mean, just there's way more that goes on in party and that's uh, on the court. But that's that just an example. Classic story of uh, the Lakers wanting Kobe to come out and party. And then he says they all go to the club, get get all kinds of turned up and then the next morning he's at he's at the hotel room like knocking on their door at 5 a.m yeah. saying, if you want to party at night you got to wake up and like come yeah. party with me. come 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 work with me right we yeah, we no, uh sure. I, I i i talked to you about this before too and and that was kind of an issue on our team at one point and i, I always told you the thing with bear was bear could do that and we'll come back and still be at the top of the food chain the next day on the court, like, you know, 90, 99% of the times, you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas like other guys that aren't at the top of the food chain, like (laughs) you just can't do that. Like when you're on a team, when you're on a team, like, yo, know that like if the best player is doing that, like usually it's, it's understood a bit and, and, and it's because he is the best player there's nobody, over, <laughs> there's no one proving otherwise in practice. So it's that, like, what do you want? Like, you know what it's I mean? Reality, not everyone can do that. And, yeah. and, and exactly. And um, th- this is going to kind of lead into a, a, a certain, certain area, but um, it's kind of tying in with like guys. That's a big thing about teams, high school, university, um, even, even companies like knowing your role is a, is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, whether it's, whether it's, um, performance or whether it's it's uh, like practice or, or work right and for basketball players like the practice is, is kind of the work and the performance comes in games so like you know if you're if you're bottom to middle of the food chain like you shouldn't be going out and getting sloshed like with <laughs> with with other people like you should be working your way up where were you what what were, were you with were you with bear Friday night getting turned my, up and my morning? first my first three years, I, I, w- I would say I was I was still working hard, but I was out with them. I can't even lie. Like I was I was partying. Like <laughs> we were we were going out. Like I wouldn't say all. I, I'd say a good per- percentage of the time. Maybe not like I don't know, fucking a hundred percent, but you know, 75 percent. Uh huh. Because these guys were like, I can't even like animal. <laughs> like I was an animal too, but like I wasn't on. Like, bear was bear was top of the food hey, on the court. And Bear was top of the food chain at Piper's, at Pat's place. Uh, it didn't. So, 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 yeah. My first three years, like I, I was doing it, and and I was still working hard. Don't get me wrong. Like I was Bear, 
Fair can attest to this. Like even his first year, oh, yeah. my first year when he oh, yeah. he told told me my girlfriend was cheating on me, I was in the gym putting up shots by myself. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure after we came back from the Boston trip, yeah, I went right. to the gym by myself. Like we had just gotten back, and I just went to the gym, put out this old shooting. And I always hate machine. on on one, these machines the one, now. Huh? The one that rolled, and I was in there just shooting, just shooting, just shooting. And and Bear came in. And he was like, "Yo, your girlfriend cheated on you." I was like, "No, she didn't." Like, what are you talking about? Like, little kid in love. Like, just not even can't even process what his best friend's telling him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really, that that a lot of people don't know. Like, that was a hard time for us because Bear's like, "Man, I'm I'm putting my neck out here, like talking, letting you know like what I'm hearing, and you're not you're just dismissing me. Like, you're not even acknowledging yeah. what I'm saying to you. Like, you're." you're pretty much disrespecting me in the sense that like, you won't even take my word. You're taking her word when I'm telling you the truth. Uh-huh. And, and like, yeah. that's another thing kids got to understand when they go to university, like you can go to university with your best friend and you're, Man. that doesn't mean everything's going to be like fairy tales. Like it's not going to be like what it peaches and cream, like that, that first, that move in day when everybody's hype, <laughs> you got the pick, you're in the Kobe Jersey. I've got the keys <laughs> on my neck. Like it, it doesn't work like that. You, no. especially when you're living with somebody too. And, and that was a big, that was a big, uh, that was a big lesson. I think for me and, and for bear in terms of just like dealing with people when they, when you can't hear and, and, and they won't listen, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, how do you, yeah. how do you repair um, a relationship? Like, you know, when your best friend is trying to give you like some advice and, and some facts and truth and you just, you're denying, like you're mm-hmm. making alternative, you're making alternative facts to make yourself, your ego take less of a hit and your heart to not, not hurt and break. Right. Well, yeah. and, and when you're doing that based on the situation we were in, I was essentially doing that to you towards me. Like you were, you were kind of like, man, like F this guy, like yeah, I've, showed, I've showed this guy love my whole life. Like I didn't have to show him love when we were in high school, like take him under my wing, like do do all these like things that most other people from where you were from, like wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't do, they wouldn't, they wouldn't trust, you know what I mean? And, and that was a really, really big lesson. Like I said, like you got to be able to growing up sports and, and, you know, fitness essentially will, will make you, it teaches you how to friggin' work around issues, whether, whether it's with you or whether it's somebody that's, um, you know, family member or anything like that was a big for us, like, I can only imagine how you felt like, like, man, like I could have just kept this to myself and you guys, you could have kept getting clowned by all the, all the guys on campus. Like, yeah, that's what just hurt me the most is that like, I had to listen to these clowns talk about it. And then like, I'm like, I told you, and then you didn't even believe me. And it's kind of like, man, I just took what I heard from these guys, told my dude, and he doesn't believe me. I was just like, just so frustrated that I was just like, man, I don't even know. And that's just like where, and that's where it went, right? And it was, and yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a weird, it was a weird space for me. I never been, cause uh, I'm, I'm gonna just keep it raw right here. Like most people, I, I didn't date many people in high school. Like I was, Bear can attest this in high school. Like when I tell people, like I was not even close. Like you know, I was lucky to be on the team. Like I was in the gym all day after school with Bannon, Peter. Like Bear would be there too, but like when you come from they didn't have the access that we did. Like mm-hmm. I, I had grown up where bear kind of near where bear was, but I moved when I was younger and I didn't play basketball. So I, my stepdad moved us from Creighton 
my my mom, we were on we were on welfare. She had three kids. He married her and moved us to the South End, which was near Bannon, near Peter. Those these were her high school teammates. And I was literally on the block that the main gym was at that time that people played at, or Studley, or Kings, or Smeo. I was all around there. So I was always in the gym. Right. So I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't really Yeah, you never I, I had no interactions yeah, no, with girls no, or anything. So nah, my first no. girlfriend was in high school, was in at the end of my grade 12 year. So that's when I lost my virginity. Did she and go then, to X with you? Huh? She went to X with you? She ended up coming to X and, um, and that happened within like pretty much what, within a year, right? Yeah. So like I fell yeah. in love hard. Like anybody knows like that first love, your first like your heart, it, it hurts, right? Ooh. And, and you don't want to believe Ooh. it. So Bear is talking about that right now. Like, it was awkward. Like, after that, Bear told us, like, we kind of, like, we still, like, we still, like, talked as if, like, we didn't, we weren't going to, like, go out of our way to be, like, I'm not talking to you. But it was, like, it, like Bear can, I don't know if Bear feels like this, but, like, we'd still. It, the, the tension was there. The, yeah, the communication, we'd still talk, but it'd be short or it would be, like, yeah. it would just be, like. This was third year? No, first, first year. This year, first year. It's okay, okay. Yeah. And we lived, we we slept in the same room. So like, after this happened, like I wouldn't believe him. So I still go to my like my girlfriend's place and like uh-huh. like, and he was in the like. So I I like sometimes like I just wouldn't even want to see him because I knew the tension. Like I just like sure. I don't want to deal with this right now. Like my mind is thinking like a million thoughts. Like I'm in the middle of like these insecure like guys on guys on campus. Like I can just you just have this like this. It's a weird, like, if any, like, it's just a thing any girl or guy can go through at this age, right? Where it's just like, yeah. you fall for somebody, they make you look foolish, kind of, and you you don't want to believe them. And no. you're walking around, and your peers that you, like, the athletic guys, like, are just, you, you might hear a laugh. And whether they're laughing at you or not, your mind automatically right. goes to that because of the, 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 the tension that you have with your best friend and the idea of, I think I, I think he's telling the truth, but like my heart doesn't want to believe it. Like my yeah. mind like understands what he's saying, but like, so it's, man, it's a, it's a awkward yeah. position to be in. Like, and everybody goes through it. Like you just got to, yeah. to anybody, like you got to see how people are treating you. Like if, if somebody's being funny, like that, that's not like, it's not random. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so that was a huge, uh, that was a big <laughs> lesson. Uh, like mentally and people about me nah man we were well, I, don't I, mean, think I can't so. talk about how it affected him but like personally like once we got on the court it was mm-hmm. yeah, we always yeah like I, we both one thing yeah. about both of us like I would say like we're always playing hard like it didn't matter like yeah we might be in a bad mood or something or like in a weird mood but like we were never competing like maybe our 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 level of competition might go up a bit, but we were still competing at like nine, 10, eight, 10, nine, most practices where some other guys like might, might be at like four, three yeah, some practices. Even, they're not they, even, pre- they're, they're not there, even there. Not yeah. Like your mind. Sure. Um, but I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know if that, that inner, like what I'm talking about with you did affect like how people like, you know, I don't know, like bear was like, I mean, he was a two, two time, uh, AUS, MVP whereas like so like nobody was challenging him like really at, at X like you you know what I mean like his first year like he was that guy he was the prize student like you ever watch like blue chips like dog he was a blue chip so like when I was in the gym playing like you had cross country guys 
you have football players asking to play me one on one, and it wasn't like a friendly one on one. It was like, it was like, they man, think like, I think I'm, be... I think I'm better than this guy with yeah. the X. The X. In disbelief. Like soccer players thinking they're better than you and stuff. Cross country, cross country guys want to play one on one. Football guys, like, just. Just like guys that like weren't basketball players, like maybe they would be good for like they'd probably be the best at you know on the football team or one of the best on the football team or the best on the country team, but they literally thought they could just go in a gym and 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 wax me, but that's just a testament to the talent that was at at um, sure. X and kind of the the stigma of like I'm I'm trying to explain to people like the level of of uh, um, the level of basketball player Bear was like. And and to me, like, it it was it was like nobody's gonna challenge him. I, I look at this guy; he's at the bottom right now. Like, I, I think I can get him when he's down here. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna go for the top. Yeah. Let yeah. me start. Like, let me work my way up to see maybe if I can get ever get up there. But did, Bear, did you know you were like at the top of your game and like like where was your when we talked we touched on mentality and the like confidence? Like, where was your mentality and confidence now that you're at the top in first year well just first just in general like him talking like you're a two-time mvp like you play team canada like, how, like where's your mindset now oh I, yo there was nobody better than me untouchable mm. i i i like firmly believed it was like it reached a point that because a lot of people don't know that so like when i went to x i didn't come home any summer I stayed at X or I went away and I trained every single summer. Like I legitimately trained every single summer. It wasn't like I'm coming back to Halifax or Bear's coming home. Like, <laughs> What's Bear doing? Man, he's in Anaganish. What's Bear doing? Oh, he's in, he's in Vancouver for the summer. What's Bear? It's like right. I was never coming home, right? So I was always keeping myself distant to try and get better at the game. And I learned a lot from working with Doc, believe it or not. Doc mm -hmm. told me the, the biggest thing Doc ever told me, he was like, you got to stop worrying about the person in front of you and worry about the next defender. He's like, when you can do that, he's like, that's when you're, you're at the level where like you're unstoppable. And doc taught me how to do that. Like I was, I was at a point where like the guy in front of me, I knew I was going to beat a hundred out of a hundred times. I knew it. I just knew it. I was like, I'm, I'm going to blow by you, but what is your help going to do? And where's it going right. to come from? And, and that's also, like, exactly. And that's, that's what like made me able to like, it's, as crazy as it sounds, as athletic and as fast and as much as I love attacking the hoop, I almost never got called for a charge because I knew what the guy coming was going to do, how he was going to end, where he was going to set up. I never got called for charges. Like, it was very rare. But I yeah. was always attacking at a high speed. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I'm coming at a high speed, but they still can't get in front of me because I'm watching the, the, the first guy. I already know him. I'm beating you first step. Now, what's the next guy going to do? And then it will always be my pro hop, so spin. to hear you say that, because Doc would all, like, he consistently to this day emphasizes that. And a lot of the guys look at him and like, man, what's this guy talking about? It's, talking about yo, type one, two, type three, type four, type yep. And everyone's, like, laughing at him. But to hear someone like, like you, who is, like, one of the all-time greatest players at X, give Doc the credit and the fact that he helped you a lot. Like, that's making me, like, that's making me, like, yo, stand. Doc had me in the gym doing, like, the, like, most unorthodox drills. Yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't just, like, two, three times a week. I was with Doc six, five, six times a week, two, two, two sometimes three times a day, doing, like, a jab step. He's teaching me the proper way to do a jab step, mm. proper way to do a step through, proper way to do a pro hop, proper way to beat your man. He's like, listen, to beat your man, he said, all you have to do, one move. He said, uh -huh. every one move. 
he said, sometimes make two moves, but the two moves don't have to be a ha-ha. He said, go take the ball here to here. Yeah. You're your man. He said, boom, boom. You're beating your man. You're too fast. You're too athletic. What are you talking about? It's ha-ha. Right? It's, man, all the stuff he says, it works, bro. I, he taught me, like, every single day. Like, I was in there listening to Doc. He's telling me, okay, on your shot. Like, the craziest thing he told me about my shot, he was like, okay, so your form's nice, blah, blah, this is nice. He said, when you jump, you hold it a little too long. Yo, we were in the gym, like, for I think it was, like, three weeks at least. Every, every, yeah, every evening session. So the morning sessions was all attacking the hoop and then handle and whatnot. The evening session, we go in and shoot. I'd shoot, and he would tell me when to shoot. I'd jump up to shoot, and he would tell me when to release the ball. We had to do that for weeks and weeks and weeks before I was able to reach it at, to release it at the right point consistently and keep my arms straight, land softly. Yeah, man. It's like Doc is like, to people who are there right now and don't take advantage of his basketball mind, they're idiots. Like, it's, it's, it's like, what are you doing with your time there? Like, what are you doing? Hey. Talk to Doc. So this is a big thing. Like, you were from Halifax, and you still didn't choose to go home? The, and, and there's guys, mm. the only person currently doing that is Azaro, who lives in the Bahamas, and he comes, he doesn't come from, like, he comes from dirt poor. So mm. it, it just so happens, the fact that, like, he just doesn't have the ability to go home. But he's the one guy that stays there. He's been staying there every summer. And, and he's, he's like, man, I keep getting better every summer. Every Yep. But then there's other guys that are like, I can they test it out. Contemplated, he, he, they contemplated, and they're like, should I do it? Should I not? And so like, shout out Roker. What? What? Yeah, man, Z's improved so much, and that's. I, I'll give him respect. Yeah. What would you tell like someone? Well, what's the benefit of staying in like a small town away from your friends just to work on your game? I mean, well, the biggest thing is what do you have to do? Hmm. What do you have to do every day? You wake up, you're gonna be like, man. I'm bored because, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been there in a while, but when I was there, there was nothing to do. It was like you wake up, the only thing you had to do was go to the gym, work on your game, then come back, eat, chill for a bit, watch whatever on the computer, then go back to the gym. There was no, like, because it's, it's, it's not X in the summer, right? It, it, it used to turn into some kind of hotel or something, and so you would just be there with no students, some kids taking summer classes, but... Not nothing's going on. At the end of the day, nothing's going on. And mm. going to Halifax, everything's going on. And where I'm from, every good thing, every bad thing was going on. And I knew that, yo, I got to stay here. The only way for me to get better is to stay here because this is I've never done it before. <clears throat> so like I so, spent summers with Tyler and those guys. I spent yeah. summers with my friends. I spent summers doing the whole running the city, training here, training that kind of thing. But I've never spent the summer training with my coach ever, right? So away from everything where the only like, you know, the only fun thing I had to do was play ball, man. It was crazy. Mentally, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. It's super tough. Yeah. What were you going to say, Will? I was going to say, <clears throat> by, by, by staying away from, from some, some positives in terms of, like, seeing family and friends and, like, having fun in summer, you also, based on where you're from, <clears throat> the park, you, you got to stay away from trouble as well, too. So you're kind of getting two positives, mm-hmm. like – and that's what we talked about Chico a lot. Like, t- let's let's talk about like how difficult in terms of like growing up was it for you to kind of stay along kind of a path where you could still go to ball in school. You didn't get kind of pulled by friends in other directions um, where you could be, end up doing something like you know what I mean that would just mess up yeah. your whole life. Like, put yourself in a situation um, that you don't want to be in, right? Yeah. Um, so. Well, 
how do you, like, uh, for example, I'm going to tell people, like, this is going to tie into what I'm going to ask you. Like, I remember in high school, you telling me that people from, from where you were didn't like that you'd be at Collins hanging out. Like, that they didn't, they didn't like you being in the South End. Even though, like, man, we're just, take away from what you see on the outside. Like, we're friends. Like, we get along. Like, our brains click. Like, we're ball players or buddies. Like, why does, yeah. why do you have to be from look something or be from somewhere to, to be able to hang out with somebody. So talk, a, talk a bit about that and like how, how it kind of, I don't know, blossomed when you went to X in, in a sense. Um, well, I mean, the toughest thing in high school was that and with playing like hanging out, being able to hang, like cause I, obviously anybody who knows me knows I spent a lot of time in the South end. Right. And so I was at the time I was the only kid doing that really. Like, I was the only one in there. And, like, it wasn't any other kid going down and hanging with those guys and, like, spending time and getting to know them and blah, blah, blah. And so I was doing this. And you introduced them this, too, right? Like Bobby Yeah, I introduced those guys. Jawala and Tyler. Yeah. Introducing guys. And then we're all kicking it. And then I used to get called whitewashed. Like, these guys called me whitewashed. Yeah, man, it was, like, whitewashed and blah, blah, blah. And, it, it like, at the time, at the time, it, like, kind of hurt me and frustrated me. But at the same time, it was easy to ignore because I was like, I it would just cause me to not want to go back there even more. You know what I mean? It would be like, okay, well so, then I'm gonna just chill down here even more, right? And when I did go back, it was to go play ball. It wasn't to go like hang around and do nothing. It was go to do something where I could dominate and I could yeah. show my show my my will, and then I could leave without having to worry about anything. Worry about any kind of yapping or this person saying that or blah blah blah, right? So, and do 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 you feel like? Um you didn't want to be around that, but because knowing you and, and kind of like how you were when you were younger, if, if you, if somebody like, cause you couldn't, like you're saying, like if you're there, you can't hide from people like continually like bugging you or like chirping you. Cause I know like I've been around guys from where you're from, like everybody's a clown. People know how to get under each other's skin like quickly yeah. and, and, it, and it can escalate like that. Like everybody can be laughing at you or coming at you like so quick. And if you're not, fast enough to think on your feet like it's going to be a long night a long day for you yeah and, and you're going to be the brunt going. you're going to be the brunt of stories or jokes for probably for <laughs> life for time. life but but <laughs> yeah. more so a lot more during that you know that short time but yeah um do you think you 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 it was kind of an outlet to make sure that like you didn't maybe uh i won't say burn a bridge but like have to be forced to kind of choose where you're going to be like man shot like i'm like you know i don't know like we'll fight or i'm like fuck you like i ain't hearing you yeah, anymore like it was just a point where like how do you prove you're not what do i gotta do a... to prove i'm not sit here on the steps with you guys every single day yeah like is that how i prove it and not play basketball like you know what i mean like am i like how am i supposed to prove to you that i'm not whitewashed and it was you can't like someone has this vision and in order for you to prove something like to change their perspective, I'd have to partake in whatever they deem black. Interesting. Right? And it's like, there's like you can never, you can never do that without getting into trouble. Sure. Right. Some yeah. Right. Where do I'm you, from, you can't do that without getting into trouble. Do you think? Do you think that's still prevalent? Like from in? I mean, I know you moved away. Um, we'll talk. Can you note that? I want to touch on that after this, but. Um, being away, like you're not, you haven't been back here as much. But when you have returned, do you feel like the young kids that you know, like, do you feel like they're mixed up more? Like, 
people are hanging more on the south end or do you find Halifax still kind of in terms of like the high school junior high scene like it's still kind of just similar like not uh, much yeah I mean from what I see there it's it's so hard to say because being like nowadays they're forced to go to the same school right I guess yeah um, so you're, you're forced you're almost like That's forced yeah. to befriend people that you would may not have befriended had you gone the same path where it was just predominantly black community kids right and then like the kids who weren't from our communities that they go to St. Pat's they were in French emerged and they came from the other end of the city yeah. and then you had QE where those kids from the other end of, where those kids from the other end of the city all went right? right and then you got so then it just like it just like made it tough like at times and it's just like over time you I don't know you just realize like I can't there's nothing, there's nothing that, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, there's nothing that frustrated me more than here, like, being called that. And then nowadays, seeing how integrated a lot of the kids are. And it's, mm. like, it's like it, it hurt me so much to hear that back then. But, like, now it makes me so happy to see how normal it is to be happy. Right. Because For it was sure. not a normal thing back then. It was not a normal, it was not, like, it was not normal. You just didn't do it. It just yeah. wasn't something that you would do. No, you didn't. No, you were you were from your hood. You hung with your hood, and that was that. As, as such, you stay in your environment. I stay comfortable. Yeah. Stay. Yep. Don't yep, don't get exactly uncomfortable. What you do. Exactly, um, man. Um. So um, I want to touch on something too. Before um, we t- earlier we touched on did I go out with the like bear as much like in high and university and i like yeah we did we partied a lot like like i was saying like we'd go out um before games some nights and and like have a meeting the next day like i'd be sleepy eye like i'm i'm in the locker room like like man like you know when you're almost falling asleep like i've never been like there's a couple times and i've never been like that ever again where i was just like this is the most uncomfortable feeling like coaches talking yeah and it was my first or second year where I, like, my first year I barely played. My second year I played a bit. Um, like, I was, I was a, I'd say a role player. Like, I, I wasn't six man my second year. Like, I, I got a bit of time, but nothing crazy. So, it was still one of those times where, like, even if I did get caught, like, going out, like, it's, it's not going to really affect my, like, anything. But I just remember being sleepy. I'd be like, man, like, if I get fall asleep here, like, I'm going to get, like... <laughs> So it's just like a feeling I never wanted again, like after that. And, but once I, once I started realizing like Tyler, Tyler had like my, our third year, Tyler had finished. I was a six man on the team. Like, like bear was staying in, in Antigonish, like grinding, playing team Canada. Like I was in Halifax, like working hard. And I was like, I want to like, I think I can start. Like, so I, I went away, but I wasn't getting, like, I didn't have scholarship my first year. I got $500. For scholarship my second year so i got 250 dollars per year my first two years essentially from x okay. which is nothing like yeah. come to university cost right that's it and um my my mom wanted me to get a student loan i was so i was doing all the applications but my stepdad made more money than the student loan people would would um do so i so my stepdad ended up paying for a majority of my college education like that didn't my I got more money as my career went on but like as something I'm ever going to be like man like 
ties into like experience like it's crazy how like one person can change somebody's life like you know what i mean like i i probably would have never met bear if it wasn't for right. or, or been friends with bear like i might have met him like who knows we would have crossed paths in the north end i could have still been living on creighton and we might have gotten a fight or something we might not have liked each other you know what i mean but because this guy took took my mom and my two brothers and moved us into like a more middle class neighborhood like i got to experience these things so I went, but this summer I went away to, to Edmonton. Remember that? I went yep. to go to Edmonton and coach was tripping because Tyler was leaving and he was like, well, I think he wanted me to stay at X. And I was like, man, I got no money. Like you're not giving me anything. Like I don't have yeah. any choice. I got to pay. So I went to do roofing. So I was 20 or 21 and I went to go do roofing in Edmonton and Calgary. And I was waking up every morning at seven with a bunch of like 40 year old Frenchmen that could barely speak English living in a campground in red deer in a tent and i slept i was sleeping in a camper with one of the what? guys this is my third year so i was sleeping in a camp we were getting we were in red deer because edmonton didn't have enough work so we were going to work in red deer and sleeping in a you rent a space in a campground and the guy had a camper a pickup truck and some tents that's, so that's an hour where, and a half drive every day so we were sleeping there every night for during the week and then driving back to edmonton for the weekends and doing that all summer and I was in a camper and this guy is like a chain smoker. And like, wow. I don't know if you've ever been around somebody that smoked like their whole life and they, they cough up phlegm at, at, at night times because like, it's like, it's uncontrollable. It's, it's also one of the most uncomfortable positions to be in. Like for a young 20 year old sleeping in a camper <laughs> here and here in this, like in the middle of the night, and this guy's just like, <laughs> like I thought he, the guy was dying. Like, like I literally thought he was dying. I, I was like, man, what's going on? Like, I'm waking up at three in the morning. I swear, yo, the that the, the next morning, like I, I don't even think I slept. The next morning, I went and talked to uh the 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 owner who was, at the time, dating, my girlfriend's older sister. That's who I was working for. And I was like, yo, can I sleep? Uh... Can I sleep in a camp, uh, a camp, a tent by myself? I can't like sleep with that, that like that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, like, I, I thought can't. the guy was going to die. And he's like laughing. He's like, man, he's just caught. So I slept in a tent all summer and coach was phoning me like, yo, like, like, I don't know. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm here thinking like, I'm starting next year. Like, I don't care. Like I played behind <laughs> T-Bear and Tyler my entire life. Like, yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, it's finally, like, I, it's, it's like when Bear left at St. Pat's. Like, I finally got to show, like, people who I was. Even though most people, yeah. like, did, we, were so, we were bad. So, like, most people didn't really recognize. It was, like, their St. Pat's reigns come to an end. Like, they're not any good anymore. Like, they got sweets. Like, Terrell's always in trouble. He was good. He was tough. But he's always getting in trouble. Like, yeah. Eamon was young. Um, Dorico was a multi-schools. Dorico switched school. Bradley was a multi. He was more focused on football. Like yeah. we were good. We had good players, but like it just wasn't the same. So like my I went over, overshadowed. So when I was at X in my third year, I was like, you know what? Like I'm fine. I'm here. Like I understand. Like a lot of players when they go to X, like they don't really. I would say they don't. They're they're they feel entitled. Like that jersey is a privilege. Like that 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 like you said. Like that program. Like when we went it was like man like you you couldn't go to a better school like no 
do you, and, do you think do you think they take it? Sorry to interrupt, but like, do you think they take advantage like that that X for? Uh, I just for don't because it gives you like this. You're a student athlete on a campus, like a party school like X. Like, or, I, I don't. Or I don't. I, I would say just my, my opinion is most kids just it's easy it's easy to get distracted when um, if you go with certain envision of of what you're going to be to a team or like what kind of university basketball player you're going to be in your first year and not like if the reality doesn't come like all those other distractions become an outlet and it's easy it's easy to like it's easy to be like for me i knew how good bear was right so if somebody else went there thinking i'm going to be the starting point guard or i'm going to be the best point guard like at x in the next four years and got there and then realized like t-bear is just you're not going to play over him like for them, instead of being thinking like, okay, I'll still be like the best player for the team to help them better. Mm. They might be like, man, like, I'd rather like, I'm going to go like drink with my res buddies. And like, like, I don't, I don't, you know, if I'm not going to be, if I'm not going to be able to be like, consider what T-Bear is like, why is it like, I'm going to enjoy my time at university. Like I'm going to enjoy the girls. I'm going to enjoy the drinking, the, the social, you know what I mean? So I, I don't think people, I just think people take for granted like what it means to be on a team like do you know what i mean like the the ability to work together yeah to like for a common goal and and to put your egos aside and and accomplish things is probably in terms of sports like for me like i got to witness that with with saint pat's i got to witness it at x in tournaments like we didn't win a championship but we won a lot of games a lot of tournaments so like just accomplishing things with a group of guys that have different skill sets and different personalities. That is like one of the biggest like things that for me is like, I, I loved it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, my first yeah. year, I didn't care if I didn't play, like I was still going hard in practice. I, I still trying to pick guys up in, in practice. Like if I saw a guy was down or like not feeling like, you know, or, or there's an issue between two players. Like I always wanted to like try to diffuse it because I want to see, I want to see the success like from us. You know what I mean? Like I knew it, and that's easier for me to say because I was just so far on the bottom of the totem pole or the, the pecking order or the food chain that like, that was my role. You know what I mean? Like when you're at that low, that like they're like your role to the team is to like pick guys up is to make guys work harder. Like you're still trying to work on your own game and, and improve, but like you're there to like help guys prepare. You know what I mean? If your number gets called, you better be ready. You, you got to be ready to go in and, and take advantage. But if not, like, that's what you're doing. Whereas I think guys now, like everybody wants to be like the the <laughs> T bear of, of X. And it's like, you got to either wait your turn and, and work hard and wait till your number's called or, or just outwork and show them like in practice. Yeah. Every day. Like go, if you want to be that, go against bear, go like, and, and show that you're beating them every time. Like you're winning the matchup every time. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would say like, I would say that most guys like, the competitive nature that bear has i don't think a lot of guys like have it in them can to over the long haul like they can't they might have it for two weeks when coach says you're not starting mm. but i don't can to consistently hear it and see it and live it i think it just wears and beats guys down like bear said that don't aren't aren't mentally like they can't handle it mentally right where yeah and that's just a thing where it's like you got to for me, it's you got to accept that when you go into a university program. It's like I'm accepting like I'm on a team. Like you know, I want to be great myself. Like I want to be 
really good. I want to perform well in front of other people, but I also have to understand like I'm out here playing for, for more than myself too. I'm playing for like say X and the guys that I'm in the locker room with. Um, so I would say like, yeah. I, I just think that that definitely plays a, a part. It's just expectations. And um, I, I will say like, I will say, I, I know I'm talking a bit, but I will say that like, I think maybe my expectations were a little, could have been higher of myself. You might being in that role. Sometimes you might give yourself like put yourself in that role more than you should as more time than you should be. You know what I mean? Bear what I'm trying to say. Like yeah. you make yourself believe that you're, you should be there. Even if like your goal is to climb, yeah. like, and there's, it, it is tough, man. Like, you know what I mean? You don't want to seem like yeah. you're everybody's like, um, rookie always picking up after them you know what i mean like you want to still prove that you're a dog like you go yeah. there and you're you're getting it but you st it's it's a tough balance to kind of to tr try to like stay between i guess um it's, it's like interesting to hear you say it like that because you think of when i entered the first year and i wasn't like i entered in first year and i was thinking like yo like i want to be like i want to do what it takes to be the man like i want to be yeah. the man here like i see I see all the love that Barry and Tyler's getting and Neil. I see how good they are, blah, blah, blah. Team Canada, this and that. And I'm like, yo, I want to get that. And I like, I went there thinking like all these things can be accomplished. And the crazy thing is, is like in practices, man, like you can ask Frosty. I mean, there are some times where like matchups, guys are like ready to fight. And I mean, like, not, sure. like, not, not, no, no joking. Like, guys are ready to fight. Like, punches are going to be thrown. Mm -hmm. But obviously, coaches stepping in the middle, or another player stepping in the middle, and in some instances, punches were thrown. But I'm just it was, saying, like, it was physical. I'm a, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm going in there, and, that, and that's what it's like in that first year. And it's like, if you know Gary, he was probably he's like some super athlete, and man, he tried to dunk on me about 50 times in <laughs> university, and I like every time I might have fouled him about 49 times. Every <laughs> time I actually blocked him. But man, just having that mindset of thinking like, yo, I don't yeah. care if he's like guarding, he's getting like got a fast break for a dunk. Most people I'm would fast. move out of the way. Exactly. I'm fast. I'm athletic. Mm. I can jump high. So let me every time I'm like, he's not just gonna walk by me and get this dunk. So I'm, I'm running as fast as I can. Yeah, I'm jumping up and I'm and I did that consistently against anybody I played against, big men in the league, no matter what, because it was that mindset that you had to have or that I had coming into my first year. It was like, man. I don't care what I hear these guys are capable of. Like You want to be at the top of the food chain. Exactly. I believe that I'm capable of that and more, or I'm capable of just as much. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to prove it. And that is kind of interesting because he came in with a totally different perspective in the beginning, but the end result or the end goal was the same. I came in with a, with a more fierce perspective with the sure. same end goal. So it's just interesting how they both came full circle like that. I would... I, 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 I would say I think uh, part of it is environment too, right? Being around you, being around Tyler for mm. lo like longer and longer and longer, right? Whereas you, yeah. that had already built up through your whole life, right? Yeah. So that meant it was just, I was kept playing catch up to that mentality of like wanting to be better than, than everybody else and wanting to like be that guy in the court that, yep. that when you walk in the gym, like, man, any, like, Top of the food chain, like it, it, there's a lot of things, but people know, like when you ball, like that guy walks in the gym. Oh, oh yeah. Everybody in the gym's like, hey, like, 
people that don't know they're like their boys or their their friends or the girl in the crowd is like is that like who i think it is like just like you're just known yeah. you know what i mean like they you're at the yeah. top like you're putting in work you're you're eating guys you're getting buckets like yeah you're dominating like you're alpha. People are recognizing it exactly you don't recognize and, and even if you're getting beat like you're not it's it it doesn't happen often and if, if it does like the, the, it's not even like a shift in mentality it's like okay like you're even going harder yeah you know what i mean whereas other people might be getting buckets and they're like next next game they're trying to find somebody to to, to sub on to their their yeah. matchup you know what i mean that's yeah. just a mentality thing though right it's a yeah. it's a it's a de- defeated like it's not like a man like i, I gotta find a way because in life well, you fail like yeah continuously continuously what were you gonna but say it's, but it's like interesting because like that also runs into earlier when we were talking about just doing that one-on-one drill yeah. and how coach used to make us do it for so long and how i said i was gonna touch back on it so there was a game at acadia this was in our third year when frosty had just like like frosty's frosty's gonna love you deserves right now yo go to acadia Big game. It was like it was always jam the gym at that school. Every time we played, mm. jam the gym, and it was packed. Going, Frosty's starting. No, no, Frosty's starting. You, you didn't play that game. No, no, I, I did. I did. I didn't play in the triple double game. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh no. Yep. Yeah, no, you're right. Yes, Frosty starts this game. Coach Jeez. says to <laughs> bear, bear, bear suspended or or for something. No, no. Uh, or, or you hurt yourself or concussion, yeah. concussion concussion yeah concussion yeah so frosty coaches were pressing every like all game press oh my blah, blah, blah. i remember that no i think that was yeah i think you i, I feel like you got the yeah, man keep going keep going yo so that's that's why i, I think i played that game okay I, yeah, think yeah. I, did, I thought that yeah. was i thought that was at um I thought that was at X when you're talking. I don't know if it, where you're going to go, but if you're going to go talking about the Acadia players talking to us. No, no, I'm, I'm talking okay. about me and you talk to each other. So, okay, okay, okay. Coach is telling us press all game, whatever. And so we must have pressed like every single possession because we're getting steals and but, scoring. But steals people and don't scoring. understand. Like, we're like some people like play like arm's length and just like, kind of like shuffle. Oh, no. We're literally no. like in your face, like, yeah, yeah. Chest like contact, chest. chest to chest, like. Yeah. Making you turn as many times as possible, like yeah. trying to trying yeah. to make you lose the ball, like not reaching every time, like trying to just make you go out of control. Guy run at you, like we're, we're going, but yep. we're going hard. Mm. <laughs> and it's like so we're going, and it's like back bucket after bucket after bucket after bucket, and then coach call, or someone calls a timeout, and he come over in front. He's like, he's like, yo, I'm dead. Like, <laughs> All game, <laughs> all game, because this is because this is one of Frosty's first times getting like third year getting like that kind of minutes, right? I think and I so started. He, yeah, I remember I started a couple games yeah. and then eventually he put me back as sixth man and he put Joyce, I think, or somebody. He put somebody in the starting lineup um, yeah. instead and said he liked my energy off the bench. I was, I was, I was hurt. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also knew I was gonna get t- time, but. Yeah, I, I was I was definitely hurt. Like I was I was enjoying being on that. Like I said, I was always dying to be on that level. Bear and Tyler were starting as the first step to even mm-hmm. being considered, you know, yeah. being on that level, right? So I was like, okay, like I got there. Now I got to go back, but whatever. So, anyways, that this is oh, one yeah, of the games I was like, getting to start. Yeah, and so it's it's like it's just like a testament to show you that like even though like 
Coach K had us doing that drill for however many minutes or whatever in practice, in the game, you see how, how much it benefited us. Yeah. But also, like, no matter how hard you go in practice, you got to push it even that much more in the game. Because right. Frosty could have just sloughed along, coasted, and got away with it, and so could I in the press because we had those many athletes in the back to intercept passes and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they couldn't even get the ball over half, they couldn't get it up, and we were and they were like they were dog tired, like mm-hmm. we were tired, but they were more tired than we were. I remember it just that. Shows we, you. Yeah, we pressed. We pressed. Like, we pressed a lot that year. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we had a lot of turnovers. We had a lot of that was a crazy year. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was that was a that was all. So this is gonna lead into something else. Um, that was a crazy year because. That was a year. That was Tyler's um, last year, and uh, there was a game. I think it was the 18th or 19th game of the season. We were what were we ranked in the country? Like third, fourth, second, second. We were. I oh, know first. We were first. I, I can't I remember exactly what, what you're talking about. We were first. Down, at one down, point, right? we were we were third year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, uh, three players on our team. Um, four players on our team. One night. A lot of players were out, actually. We'll, Ooh, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Donko was on the team, um, right? Who? Was Donko, the, uh, was Donko, Donko on your on, team? Donko was part of this. Yeah, so yeah was, he told, he told so us, there, yeah. There was a fight, and anyways, four of our players got suspended. We were, I think it was the 19th game of the year, so we're a game or two away from playoffs. And all four, Tyler, who is a four-time AUS All-Star, right? Yep. Four-time. And, yeah. Um, which was crazy. And then Donko was like a role player, a good defender coming Huge. in, like starting, like just like, just glue, like aggressive, yeah. like sticky glue, like, and just slasher dunk on you. And then Lock didn't play much, but, but he was still, he was still, uh, he was still relevant and he was still, huh? No jump shot though. <laughs> and, and, Next. No, it's not. Hey, occasionally he's, so, anyways, he's gonna he's gonna hear this, but anyways, um, uh, and Worm, Jeremy Dunn, so they they're all suspended. No, Jordan, jo- or Jordan Hope. Yeah. No, it was it was Worm. Worm was no, but Worm didn't get suspended for some reason because he didn't get charged. Oh yes, yes, yes. Worm yes, at first yes. was part of it, and then he didn't get charged. The other yeah. three guys got charged. They all got suspended. So we went to playoffs. Um, wow. And and without three players, and it was just such a weird like to young players like that that play sports and and I don't know risk like it, the funny the, the funny thing about it was um, I wasn't there was two people that like weren't out and I, maybe one I was one of them I wasn't out that night and there's somebody else even Rhett if anybody yeah, knows Rhett. Rhett, Rhett Rhett was like the one guy that never <laughs> went out. And then mm-hmm. when coach put up, like, who went out that night, dog, if, if I could tell you, I never seen somebody so disappointed to have to put up their hand because of the <laughs> reputation of, like, like, he was the hardest worker I've, I've one of been, yeah. been around at that program, right? Yeah. And, and, like, even him going out, it didn't even, like, I didn't, didn't, I was like, man, you deserve it. Like, but I understand, like, what your feelings, like, that's just, you don't want to be putting your hand up in that situation. So, and. Guys went out one night, got in trouble, and then got in a fight. It was it was stupid. It's like, I mean, it's just another testament to how dumb kind of um, 
how, how those things are resolved within campuses and teams and police and stuff. I mean, the guy, it's not like the guy was a, uh, like supermodel citizen. Like he was a hothead. He was always arguing in intramurals. Like he had been known to fight a couple other people. So it was like, and then he, and he kind of started the issue in itself, like talking to people aggressively. Whereas like bear would attest to like, you know, people like bear Tyler, like, guys that are from where they're from like if a guy comes up and talks to you like in a certain manner and it's threatening like you're not gonna just like bow down to him like it's like don't talk to me like that like i don't know you and if you do keep talking to me like that like we'll we'll handle this yeah we're gonna deal with it so it's like annoying situation for like us to look into that's like man like what like what do you expect and i mean i'm not gonna tell somebody to to not like fight it's you're gonna make your own decision kind of what um chico said but understand the consequences that that can come even if it's unfair you know what i mean like even if somebody pushes you to the edge and you're in a certain situation where you're playing for a team or you're you know what i mean you work at a job that this could affect like you got to understand the consequences that come with your actions like yes i understand why somebody would fight but i also understand that at the end of the day if you walk away like like yeah. What eventually, you, that situa- changes. eventually that situation is going to blow over like you know what i mean like yeah. you might think about it for a couple of days but you're back to basics you're back to ball like you know what i mean but it's, yeah. it's, and it wasn't it, even his fight that's the killer exactly he's the guy was looking for 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 jordan because yeah. he was dating the guy's younger the girlfriend's sister anyways like it was just it was a super frustrating uh time situation and time and and it it, it it made things difficult because guys on the team had to adjust their roles right in the middle of playoffs. And we got a buy. Yeah. So we only played two games. Right. So we played like the, the we played like a, a game and, and won it well against PI, I think. And then, um, and then we played Dow and Dow was a tough defensive team. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they just made things. They're kind of like the, the way the team is made now. Like they don't, they make you win the game. Like they won't lose the game. Yeah, they don't make and many mistakes, and they capitalize on everyone you make. So guys that are trying to play a new role are obviously going to be prone to making more mistakes because they're doing something that they're not used to. You know what I mean? Right. It's like if you take a busser and tell them, "Yo, this shift, this next, this weekend, it's going to be busy. You got to serve because we don't have enough servers." Uh-huh. Clearly, he's going to make mistakes. Like he might mm-hmm. be ready to move up, but for that weekend, like that, sure. That, you know what I mean? AUS playoffs, like a busy tall ships. Yeah. That's what you like. How towards. do you, it's, it's a really tough adjustment. It taught me a lot. Cause yeah. I played, I did not play well in that game. Like we, I, I mean, I play, I think I played decently well defensively on Farim, but offensively I didn't de- do what I need to do in that game in terms of to help bear and to help other guys play well. Um, like yeah, I'm I mean, not going to say I played bad, but like, it's just, I could have done a little more. Like I scored five points. Maybe I had four assists, but like that's not when you lose Tyler and I'm playing like more minutes, like covering some of those minutes, like you gotta at least put up like eight, eight, ten points just to cover some fill in, right? And yeah, I know there was the other shit with, with BD and stuff, but regardless, like Yeah, but I mean it's it's tough though, man, because like you said aside from like putting up the points, it's like a big thing they said about when Kevin Durant wasn't there with Golden State is that it's not even the fact, even if Kevin Durant was there and he didn't even score 30 a game or 25 a game, it's the fact that Kevin Durant's there. Yeah. It, 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 it instills a different confidence in players yeah. because they and, think, you know what? I can make a mistake because I got Kevin Durant here and I know that he's going to get us a bucket. Yeah. And that confidence gives the player to be like, if they think 
I can make a mistake. That means they're going to play with a different confidence and they're not going to be afraid to make a mistake. It's mm-hmm. true. You see what I'm saying? And then we go into playoffs with players who have played like that all year because they had me and Tyler like, just yeah. like putting up buckets, putting up buckets. But they yeah. reach a point where there's no more Tyler. And now it's like there is no more like you can still play free, but at the same time, like every single possession counts now. Every yeah. single one. We can't, you can't sacrifice one and think. I got two guys that can still get after it and just can still legitimately win the game. Yeah. Whatever I can, I, I can still just tell them they'll go somehow make it happen. And yeah. that's the biggest thing. Like that's that that was the biggest hit to us. It wasn't that we didn't have the points. It was that we didn't have the same confidence and swag mm. and pep in our step and mm. all that stuff that we needed in order to win. Because man, to have that confidence, to have the the I, I guess you call it the X confidence, the the second gear that we would always shift into. To not have that suck. It, it was just like unfamiliar territory. Didn't didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah, it was uh it was uh man. That was that was definitely uh definitely like frustrating because we were so close. We went to nationals that year, great experience. Man, those experiences are so crucial. Like just just to just even just watching nationals on TV. And then being able to experience it in person yeah. and then, like, be able to watch it. Because you understand what players kind of go through. You understand, yeah. like, the, the the schedule, the routine, like, and, and then. Here's and the just, thing. I had such a surreal moment the first time I went to uh, playoffs, uh, AUS playoffs, as a player. Because my whole childhood was growing up watching you guys play, right? And. Just exactly what you're saying. It was the craziest experience for me to go through the the employees' entrance and go underneath under, underneath the the stadium. It felt, felt like a pro player, eh? And then and then where where you <laughs> and be like not even on the court, be underneath the stands warming up and stuff. And the first, it was my first weekend. It was my second year because we didn't go my first year. It was my second year. I was like, man, like. This is what T-Bear was doing. This is what fraud. This is what, like, <laughs> the guys that I grew up watching, like, mm. I'm doing it now. And it was such a surreal moment for me. Um, and Jaden and I have even had these conversations, too. Like, man, this is AU. Like, because between X Camp and between AUS Weekend, there was n- there was no better time of the year that we looked forward to. Um, the whole year we were just waiting for X camp the whole year. We were just waiting for March playoffs and to be able to experience that with Jay after like growing up, just starstruck over X basketball. I was like, man, this is such a cool experience. Right. Um, so that, that definitely just made me remind me of that. But like, obviously we're going past two, two hours here and I kind of want to get into a thing before we call this, but um, like Bear, like what, what are you all of a sudden, like me getting going through basketball, I didn't get like uh, follow up on what you, what you're currently up to after you finished that X. All of a sudden I see you moving out to Calgary. Now you're, you're constantly in the mountains taking crazy videos, like going to these places, not a whole lot of people do. And like, even just for me, not even for the people listening, like, like, what are you up to nowadays? Like, what? where did all this come from? Uh, well, a lot of it stemmed from when uh, Tyler was killed. So when he was killed, I uh, decided to take it upon myself to just, like, spend a lot of time in the mountains because I heard it was a great escape. I heard it was good energy, and I just 
heard it was a, a peaceful place to be. Like if you're trying to have some some clear thoughts or just really want to get out and see some dope stuff. And so started going out there, started seeing things that not a lot of people get to see and doing things that not a lot of people can physically do or mentally do at the same time. And so in doing that, that same competitive nature came back from basketball. It was like, now I have heights. I have something that I can do where I can fill that competitive void mm-hmm. and I can fill up that competitive juice tank again and I can go deal with it in the mountains. And like now, aside from, I mean, obviously I'm doing some personal training with basketball and on personal skills and skill development and whatnot, but going to the mountains is my favorite thing right now because it's just it's just something that people fly come from all around the world to do and people who live here can't do it. A lot of people can't do the hikes that I do. A lot of people aren't brave enough to do the hikes I do in terms of mentally. A lot of them can't just physically or mentally push themselves to get over the humps that you're going to deal with. It's like, I mean, I guess it's similar to running a marathon, whereas you're going to be tired the entire time. That's something so, you have to realize and accept right away. What, 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 yeah. what would be like a, tell me like a difficult, uh, like hike would be for you for like people that don't understand like what a, what a hard hike is or like how uh, your day might, what your day might look like, like getting up, like driving, getting there, like how far you're going. Like, yeah, like how is that to a marathon? Me, I think of hike. I'm like, Oh, you're going up a hill for a fun little take a picture and that's it. Like, no. And that's exactly how I thought of it too, because I never had taken the, taken a chance to go out and do it, but it's a, it's a totally different kind of, stamina cardio totally different kind of physical experience but mentally you just i mean the the reason i say it's similar to a marathon is that you're probably when you run a marathon you're probably tired the entire time but you're able to just fight through it it's just like i know i expected this when like before i even i knew i was going to be tired and so when you're hiking you know it's tough because you're going it's not just trotting along like this you're going like this like some of them Mm. the elevation you'll go okay so you'll start at the bottom it'll be uh six kilometer hike round trip so that means that it's three kilometers each way you're like okay three kilometers i can walk three kilometers that's a joke yeah when you get there but that three kilometers is all incline and that all incline it isn't like this incline it's like this incline right and so you're walking up doing pretty much calf raises and walking <laughs> stairs for three i always kilometers. wonder why you had the biggest calves. like for three kilometers right and you're like that's a different kind of muscle endurance that you have to like start to get used to and so then you get other hikes that are that might be like super like not too in like not too much incline but technically one wrong step you're finished that itself takes a different kind of cardio different kind of stabilization because you got to be able to focus in and zone in on like yo if i take the wrong step right now like i'm i'm cheese grated i'm done i'm I'm falling down all these rocks and that's it so you got to stay on top of it and you really have to focus interesting yeah and so like i never considered it like that yeah bro some of the like it's like I walk ridges. So when you walk a ridge, that's crazy. You're balancing, right? You're if I fall this way, I'm dead. If I fall this way, I'm dead. And, and when I come out there, I'm not doing one of those. Much, yes, you are. <laughs> and when you in order for you to focus in that much, you you guys know it takes a lot out of your body. It yeah. takes a different kind of energy out right. of your body, right? Energy late leaving, yeah. It's, exactly. It's like physically, I know a lot of people who physically can do the heights I do, like up here, they don't mm-hmm. have a chance. They just don't have a chance up there. And you just can't do it. Goes goes back to your goes back to your mentality is is yeah. is everything. How yeah. you the confidence and, and the the ability to believe in yourself. Eh? Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. But what'd you say, Tristan? It was just like, do you do this by yourself, or like, is it a group of people? Like, 
how did you even get into this or like I do it I do it typically by myself. I uh like I go a lot of the time with like friends and whatnot. But for the most part, like a lot of the time I'll go up by myself. I don't encourage people going up by themselves, so I only go do like small hikes, like pretty pretty easy ones. But like for the for the bigger hikes, like the twenty kilometers and whatnot, I'll definitely get my boys and go. Like like there's one hike called Memorial Lakes. Oh man. Now, that hike is like crazy crazy but me and my boy did it it was like super super hard probably the hardest hike till this day i'll still say the hardest hike without a doubt like it's like technical steepness you're climbing up like you're legitimately like there's ropes you got to climb a rope and like run up the side of a mountain and then like jump off and oh man it's nuts but back to the point i go yeah i go with tons of different people most of the time i just go by myself i like to go by myself because it gives me it, it it gives me like a relaxation whereas I don't feel like I have to leave for somebody else. I don't have to entertain somebody else. I don't have to worry about if someone else is having a good time, if they're enjoying it. It's kind of like I'm here by myself and I know I love it. So I'm just going to take advantage of it. And, and like you started this whole thing, like tour guide, Teddy, like I, I noticed that you changed your name to that. Like what's, what's, where's that? Like, what's that about? Oh, so the tour guide just came from, actually I was on now. Uh, well, I don't have Snapchat anymore. But when I first started going to the mountains, I just, <laughs> I used to have my Snapchat, Snapchat stories and every story would say with, it's tour guide Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> <Very good>. <laughs> <laughs> and then people would react the same way you guys did. And yeah. so I was like, man, that's it. That's the staple. Like, that's the one. And so I just stuck with it and kept rocking with it and kept going up there, man. But yeah, that's how it started. It was just all the Snapchat stories to joke, just joking around. Um, I would, uh, I want to touch on, um, a little bit about the, a bit about fitness too. Um, mm. cause one thing I'll say is I, I'm not going to say bear didn't work hard at all. Um, I, I will say that genetically, like there aren't many kids like built like, like you are. Um, and that allowed you, I'd say that allowed you to, you know, just, some days, like, I remember you always used to say, Randy Moss didn't work out. Why do I got to work out? <laughs> Crazy comparison. But honest, but to be honest, like, at those times, like, if you are the best player on the, on the, on the team, like, you can get away with that, that mentality in a sense where in that league or that environment, you're at the top. So, like, who's mm -hmm. going to tell you, like, what you need to do to be at the top when you're already at the top, right? Mm -hmm. If, if you're not seeing like forward being like, okay, like later on, I might have to match up with guys that are like six, three, you're just looking at me or other people in practice. It's easy to, right. Sure. So I would say for me, my, my experience with bear, like, um, I wouldn't say he, he worked out a ton in university. Like I think he had to with team Canada from our previous discussions and stuff. And he was a monster when he came back that summer. Um, it was always because of one of those things, like all the football guys, like people that knew working out were like, man, if he works out, like, I'm like, like he, like the, the, the potential is limitless. Like yeah, who okay. knows what can happen? Like just take him up. Could run four, four, three, who knows? Four, two, four, four. Like that's, that's how athletic, you know, jump 45 inches, maybe 50. Who knows if you were in the gym working out, right? You never, no one really will ever know. Yeah. And, and so I would ask is, is recently, like before you got married, you kind of jumped into, I mean, you jumped into the fitness a bit at Good Life in Halifax, I think a bit, but like, I would say from what I know, 
like really just kind of staying consistent and and kind of changing diet and and going to the gym every day like mm. how what like what was that like for you that period of your life like you still like i you still go to the gym i'm assuming now like maybe not oh, yeah. as as you were on you were in like a like a, a crazy zone where you were eating good yeah you were working yeah, out man. and you like you like you could tell like tell us like how did that make you feel like the changes in you like did you ever think uh, back about university being like i wonder if like what, oh yeah like, like what oh, yeah. what i what would i have looked like in my fifth year if i would just started hitting this every year it's true man i man i thought about that so many times working out when i was really in that zone of like when i built that momentum and i just kept riding that wave and i'd always think like man if I was going this hard in university, like the entire time I was in university, how much easier would that have made things for me? And I always think that because in in no way, shape, or form would it have made me any worse than yeah. what I was. Right. I mean, it, there's no way it could have made me worse, right? Like, there's no way it could have made me. The only way it could have made me worse is if I started working out and then stopped going to the gym to work on my game, right? That's the only way yeah. because I shift my focus. That happens a lot. Exactly right. The balance is hard to it's hard to uh, balance out really. But I was able, I was, I was able to think about it, focus on it, and man, I wish I like right now. I wish I did. Like if I say like back then, I wish I did. It'd be I scary. honestly wish I did. Yeah, because it would have been. I would have. Man, I don't even know how good I would have been at that time. But I mean, had I done that, would I have had the same focus on the court? And as all like I always think of all that stuff, right? Like would I have Maybe the same focus? Yeah. Like what I have just said, okay, well, I'm stronger than everybody now and I'm already fast. So I'm just going to rock with this and then not work on other things. So true. Right. True, but I true, always true. think about it. Yeah. I and mean, I definitely think about it when I'm working out because no, I wasn't crazy in the weights in university at all. Like I did it because we had to, when we have team workouts and stuff. And then I like the off day, I would do it summertime. I would do it here and there. Team Canada I did it, had no choice. And then obviously when I moved out here within the last two years, year and a half, I was like crazy into it. And, and, and it's just I, like changed everything for, for people that don't know. Like we're not talking about like powerlifting or like, like you're not, your, your goal is to essentially get better, but like every day, like you're not doing like, would you say you're doing like crazy weights, but you're just, you're pushing yourself to, to your body's limits every day, essentially. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, I, I have no ultimate goal. Like, no, I don't want to be like, I don't have a goal. Like, I got to get up three plates or blah, blah, blah. It's just my weights go up because I tend to get stronger because I push myself to go mm -hmm. harder every day. And if, if the weight's not moving up, then I'm not doing what I need to be doing. How, how do you, how'd you feel like when you started, like it became consistent and you, and you change your diet? Cause I remember you talking to me like, man, I feel, I just feel clear. Like, I, like, yeah. I feel like my energy levels are better. Like, yeah, it was, it was like the energy levels. It was like, definitely maximized in a, in a lot of aspects but the biggest thing for me was just that like the routine gave me more routine which led to more mm. routine because everything now had to be scheduled around being able to go to the gym at right. this time being able to eat at this time and being able to like I was never one to get like good sleeps but sometimes I would actually like be, be like smart about it and conscious of it and be like yeah okay well maybe tonight i'll try and get a good sleep because like on some days like when i wake up it'd be like man i gotta go for a three mile run today i didn't sleep well last night and i'm already feeling like mentally i'm not into it mm. right because i didn't prepare but 
sleep had I prepared is... last night and just told myself, like, even if I had a, even if I had a bad sleep, but I told myself, look, I'm going to bed at this time to prepare myself for that for tomorrow. I yeah. would have woke up in a better mindset because I would have said, look, I tried as hard as I could to yeah. set myself up for success. So then I would have been thinking, oh, man, I did what I could. I can live with what I'm with, like the consequences. But if I don't do what I'm supposed to do, it's make, it makes it even harder to live with the consequences. Right. And that was, that was like, that's a, like a big thing for me. And that's one thing that it changed. It made me be accountable. And they asked, I was messaging Frosty all the time about things I could eat and couldn't eat when I should run, when I shouldn't run, or if I'm doing too much of this, too much of that. And it just, without even me realizing, like I said, it created a routine. Like other things in my life became routine and it was just yeah, routine natural. Sure. It's man, routine and structure is huge. Like it's it's good to have to have a to be able to move and and still improve without it. Sure. But I I'm a firm believer that like it's very very good to have. And that goes back to you staying in the niche for the summer. Wow. Yeah. Right. Routine <laughs> routine no? every day. Yeah. The same thing. There's nothing getting in your way distracting you. It's like routine. It allows you just to climb. Exactly. Right, exactly. so that's what's up. Yeah, big time, man. Frost, you got anything else? I, I mean, I, I was, I'm, I've kind of got it. I was gonna ask one more thing. I was gonna ask. Um, there's two things I want to ask. I want to ask. Um, what does? So I'm just. I I try to ask everybody this, but like to you, when you hear top of the food chain, like, and yeah, what does it mean cool. to you? How is it applied to your life? Um, like when you were younger, university now, like what, like what makes, what does it make you think of in terms of like yourself, life, and and your future? Like where where do you want to be on the food chain, or how do you, how do you how do you get better? How, like you know what I mean? Like things that you're working. Like I don't know. To me, I don't, like to me, it's. I mean, I don't know if I can say it's pretty clear, but. Top of the food chain, top of the food chain just means, look, you want to be the best and you're going to do whatever it takes to be the best. Now, what it takes to be the best, nobody knows yet because, or well, you don't know yet because you haven't done it. But when those obstacles do arise, when those things do come, you got to be able to push through it. You got to be able to climb over it. But there's no, there's no going around it. There's no turning around and going the other way. There's no creating a new path. It's you go straight through, you get there. And that's how you get to the top of the food chain because it doesn't, it, does, it doesn't matter how good you are or how good you think you are or how good somebody else is. If you're not doing what it takes to be the best, you're never going to get there. You can People peak so early, but they peak based on natural ability, not based on hard work mm. and things of that nature. So you see a lot of kids peak early, and at an early stage, you're at the top of the food chain, but they're really not at the top of the food chain. They're there by default, and they don't even know they're there. Right. And they're there and everyone's telling them they're this and they're that. Right. They don't even know how they got there. They're like, man, I'm just good at this thing and I'm just going to rock this. But then you see people who understand what it takes to get to the top of the food chain and they work all the time. As soon as they even when they get there, they still there's somewhere higher they want to go. And to me, that's what it means. It just means being able to want to be the best all the time. In order for me to be the best me, I have to improve myself all the time. And if I want to be at the top of the food chain, which is being the best me. I got to improve all the time. So when I go to the gym, I got to hit stuff hard. And I got to be like, man, if I do this, it's not going to put me at the top of the food chain. And I, it's crazy. This might sound. I get an uncomfortable feeling when I'm texting Frosty and I can't tell him that I killed it at the gym. Or I can't tell him, yo, like I just 
kill shit at the gym. It's just like I get uncomfortable. I'm like, man, like I want to be able to tell this guy that I actually went in there and killed it because that's right. like what it means to be at the top, right? It's like, yo, I see him. He's at the top. So I want to be able to like, yo, like today I went in there, killed the workout. And it's, and it's because that's what top of the food chain means to me. The accountability, it's always I like that. Yeah. Um, st- stemming, stemming from that, um, one more thing I want to ask kind of about that topic is um, how, how, how difficult or what was the transition for you in terms of what you just said, like kind of how I would say you're at the top of the food chain practically from high school to university, right? Like you might've had a year or two transition, grade 10 and great first year, maybe second year. Mm-hmm. Um, but like every other year, pretty much arguably the best player in the league. Right. So like in terms of the food chain, like I was talking to Tristan about this, like from high school to university and then university, you went and played pro. How difficult was it to kind of not, to have somebody look at you and kind of like just like feel I, I would say like you know not play you or not give you a chance when you know like yo like I'm out here like do you not just see what I did like like your your time in Moncton your time in Halifax like how how did you handle that like like do you know what I mean like what are the thoughts that you deal with that what would you tell somebody that like is is on a team that's you know might might have switched up levels and and is now kind of put back as is, is is looked at like okay you're back in your starting position like and you're not getting a chance like what do you tell them like it's, how, you gotta you, you gotta you gotta you gotta persevere and you gotta learn new ways of doing things you can't what 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 worked before it's not it's not gonna work and if it does work then you're gonna be at the top of the food chain again and we wouldn't be having this conversation right mm-hmm. so you gotta you gotta do new things you can't get along doing the same thing from university and then do the same thing in the pros. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not going to work. And being there and understanding that, like, I wasn't getting the minutes I felt I deserved, it was super tough. Like, it was tough. It was tough for me. I hadn't been in that position since I was in grade seven. That's a long time. Holy. Yeah, I hadn't been in that position. So I was just, then I was just, all I could do was just wake up every day and be grateful for the opportunity to play. And when Halifax, I just, Every day in practice, I would just grind, grind, grind. The games, I would just be exactly what I needed to be for the team. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, if my if my number were called, like you said, I was ready numerous times. My number getting it called, I was still on the bench doing what the team needed me to do to keep the morale up and to just keep things moving in a good direction. And then second year playing pro was when I sprained my MCL and I just like, man, it wasn't says because in that year it was what made it more tough because that that year the coach started, he gave me the chance, gave me whatever. Went out there, did my thing, and then I got injured. And then I got, mm. and then as soon as I got injured, I was like, I just came to the realization. Yeah, I was like, man, going to the gym all the time, training, working all this hard, doing this and doing that, it's not fun for me anymore. It's not. There's, there's no. It's, 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 it's daunting now. It's like I gotta get up and go to the gym tomorrow. I got it, and it's like it, it used to be like, no, no, I gotta get up and go to the gym tomorrow. Like I gotta get up, go to the gym, and that's, and that's when I came to the realization that it's like. My biggest thing playing basketball was if your heart's not all the way in it, I don't yeah. want you in it at all. And like anybody who's played with me can attest to that. And so I was the guy that didn't have his heart all the way in it. And I wasn't going to be that guy on the team. I'm not going to yeah. play on the team where my heart's not all the way in it if I expect that from everybody Facts. else. Yeah. And so I was like, that's when I like came to the conclusion. I was like, man, maybe it's time to see what what is in store for me next. And then that's how that's how I ended up moving to Cal. I moved to Calgary probably four months after that, and then. Yeah, man, just 
continue climbing and grinding. And <laughs> as you say, going to the top of the food chain, man. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, just, yeah, just tell them to persevere. Stick through it, man, and do new things. Shit. <laughs> hey, hey, episode three? I don't know. That was tough. Fire. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any. I don't know, man. I, I, I would ask one more question before we, before we finish off. What up? Um, we always talk about environment, adapting, stuff like that. Uncomfortable. Yeah. You, you like to try, you, you hike. What would you tell? Would you tell somebody a younger version of yourself, like, yo, I mean, you already, you already went and kind of got uncomfortable. What would you tell people that are younger than you that, you know, might be scared, might always feel pressured to listen to friends or something um, in terms of like doing something or, or, um, or going somewhere or something. Cause like you said earlier, like you used to go, go places that other people, like close friends of yours didn't want you going. Like, what, how do you, how did you, how'd you separate yourself? Like, you know what I mean? Like, wh- just like, what do you tell a kid that is like struggling to kind of decide something like that? Cause that's not easy. It's, I mean, the, the biggest thing is like, you, A, you gotta have a strong confidence and belief in yourself to believe of who you are and know who you are and know that like what's, What's being said is just whatever. And just like, as long as you don't feel that way. But at the same time, you got to understand that like, today is only going to be heard for today. Mm. So it's only going to be hard to listen to for today. Tomorrow you wake up, you might not even see those guys. You might not hear those guys, you might not hear anything. So you don't got to worry about it. So then if you're going to deal with it twice a month, who cares? It's only mm. going to be hard those two times. I mean, if you don't believe in yourself, that's when it becomes hard for a longer time because it's stuck in here. And you're thinking, am I that person? Mm. Am I... Am I that? But if you don't think like that, then it's easy to stay focused on the straight and narrow and just, I mean, there are a lot of other factors that kept me on the straight and narrow and kept me on a good path. But that I think was a huge one. Just understanding, look, man, like today's only going to hurt for today. It's not like yeah. today's not going to hurt for tomorrow. And it's temporary. Yeah. 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 I like that. <laughs> Any more questions for us, D? No, I know you want to, I know I you want to wrap three. it up. I know you want to wrap it up. Um, <laughs> well, no, I, like, I'm just like, bare, I know, I know. I'm thankful for like you coming on and, and talking to us, but like, I'm thankful for the fact that like you shared the story, even just with me. Cause like, like I said, I've, I've been a big fan of like watching like Saint of X basketball, but you in particular, and to be able to like have these conversations with you, you open up a little was like, super fascinating for me just to get to know you a little bit more and kind of like you just have an open genuine conversation with you so like yeah. this for me this was a lot of fun so i've been telling frosty i'm looking forward to the amount of like the amount of different people that is going to allow me uh as much of a host or something like i am this this is an opportunity for me to learn from a lot of more people so just mm-hmm. want to say thank you, man no problem man thanks for having me man it was dope so, yeah, I'm, I'm, thanks for coming on, my guy. <laughs> anybody does it, my guy who uh, is, is partial designer of the uh, logo. <laughs> Crazy logo. Um, and, uh, yeah, like, I, thanks thanks for, for talking. Is there anything you want to say or ask or, or, or talk about or anything? No, nah, man, just push yeah, yourself. Questions? All the time. Oh, yeah, like, you already know. Push yourself all the time. Yeah, it's like. 
I've got this thing now. Like this, it's just like, what is your body capable of? Like, can you do it? Like, is your body, is your body capable of doing it? Go do it. Mm. Like, I spent a lot of time saying to my friends and hearing from my friends, bet you can't do it. Bet you won't do it. Well, now it's kind of like if I think it, like today when I jumped, jumped in the water in the mountains, freezing cold, it was like, can I actually do it? Mm. I did it. Yeah. yeah, next challenge, who knows what I'll do for myself. But next one will come up, boom, go do it. So, yeah, man, just always look for new challenges. Always look for new ways to get to the top of the food chain. Never, never settle. Even if it's just learning how to read. Even if it's just, who knows what it is. What, what would you, better. what would you quickly, what, like kids that are in high school that play high school ball, that mm -hmm. would you tell them like, yo, like have a, try to get a plan together, like from high school, like start thinking of ideas that things that you like, like, cause, cause I found, I found like similar to what you said about the mountains, how fitness right now, like it took me a while to kind of find that same drive yep. that i had for basketball when i finished because i was so invested in basketball and i know people always tell athletes school first and i i agree school is really important but it's really hard to tell an athlete that's that invested and is yeah. been that invested since grade 10 since grade 7 to just yo stop 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 putting in this much time like that's literally who we are right as people so i think if i had somebody telling me from a younger age like kind of like whispering in my ear like or like putting ideas in my head, I think that would have helped a bit. My mom tried to do that a bit, but yeah, it's it's. What would you say to some kid that might be in the same position, like you know, like you know, just think of ideas in the future, like a profession or something you want to do, or or if you want to play ball, go hard every day. Like don't, you know what I mean? Like um, I, don't know. I would tell, I would say the biggest thing for the kids is just. Find the things that basketball makes you good at. Because those are probably the things that you're going to love when you're not playing basketball anymore. Mm. So wow. there will be tons of things that basketball makes you good at that you don't even think about. But right. once you stop playing, if you've already thought about the things that make you good at basketball and what, basketball, and what else basketball makes you good at, then you'll already be on the right path. And for me, it was music and then the mountains just came out of nowhere. It's just you always and always work on it. Don't. Who cares how it is? Always work on it. Always, if you're in your dorm room, if you're in your house at home, work on it. If you're even, not playing ball, then work on something else. Even if people, I'm sure it was hard for people to look at you when you first started going uh, hiking and hearing friends being like, "Man, what's Bear doing hiking? Like, yeah, what the I'm hell? Crazy. Like, how, <laughs> how, like, how do you, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like, all like, you know, all the people at home are like, like, what's like this guy? Like, is this Bear actually hike? Like, because everybody knew you as like crazy ball player crazy right. athlete musician um yeah. out like in the in the club scene like you know just out and about like just oh, always kind of just like, like kind of like a figure right and, yeah. and then all of a sudden boom takes off he's in all in in, in uh, calgary and boom this guy's hiking in mountains like <laughs> people were just like who is this guy yeah, totally yeah. let alone the whole time it's like it's me it's just i found something that i enjoy doing like how did you exactly. deal with like kind of similar to to hanging out with people but like how did you deal with people like being like man like what are you doing was anybody like come on like snap out of it like bear won't be doing this in like a month or something like oh that. yeah people were like yo it's just a phase like no it's crazy you're just whatever but at the same time it's just like like i said man, like when you believe in yourself and you love something that much there's not much that can stop you from doing it do you there's think they, much felt, they can stop you from doing it do you, do you feel they felt that way because it made them uncomfortable that 
to see themselves doing that. So they just wanted to like automatically be like, oh yeah, like I can't see him doing this because I can't picture myself doing this. Whereas you're being like, if it's something I love, like why do I care what like you want to do? Yeah, I mean it's it's it could be actually a little bit of both because I think a big thing is that like when they were seeing me doing when they were seeing me do it, it made them uncomfortable and they couldn't like maybe they couldn't pinpoint why. It made them uncomfortable to see me doing that, whether or not they thought that I shouldn't be or whether or not they thought it was a facade or some phase or it's just something they can't come to terms with. I just never really put much attention into it. But I think that, like, it definitely goes hand in hand with both of those. It could be the fact that it makes them uncomfortable seeing me doing do it and the fact that they can't do it. Right. They just can't do it. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. can't. They just know themselves they can't do it or they're not. Well, they're just too stubborn to ask me to do it. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's all it takes. Put the ego aside. Yeah, just say, what's up? What up? I want to, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to go. Don't say you're crazy. All this crazy. I'd never do that. Blah, blah, blah. Say, yeah, I want to go. Try, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's just about belief in yourself, man. That's that's what it really is. Just gotta, you just got to have that belief and that love that's, for yourself. That's kind of what, what I've taken as the, the mentality, the very strong, like, a really strong belief and and uh yeah that's i i believe in, i i see i've seen that in you and we we spoke about that before today when we talked about um kind of like how when you when you start believing in your sometimes it takes people the longer to, to believe in themselves and others right yep but once you start doing that a lot of things start clicking including yourself and your mind yep. and and direction because you're not thinking about what so-and-so thinks you're not thinking about okay unsure of yourself you mean you're just going like you know what you're exactly. gonna do you're gone done yep exactly that's the main thing man just focus on that look i know i gotta do it so i'm gonna go get it done end of story i don't care who thinks what i gotta get it done like that well i guess this is uh salt signing out but uh <laughs> <laughs> he said, I was like, I was like, wait, what? What did, what did he say? <laughs> is signing out. But uh, serious. No, uh, um, in, in all, in all, in all reality, like respect. Like it was, it was nice to talk about ball. Thing with, thing with, like, could probably talk for a day straight just about bears. Yeah. Like, oh, this won't like, be the last time you're. No, on. yeah, like <laughs> it won't. It would just won't. I like, like. There's just so much, but There's just um, so much to talk about, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, thanks so that, for coming on, man. I know it's not easy to talk about certain things, especially like you know when we talked about stuff. And and I hope, yeah, I want to talk more. Mm. It's, and it's kind of like what Chico said, like it's just nice to open up and speak on a platform about things and just hear other people's opinions and talk about it. And yeah, and no, and you're just, not being judged. Yeah, exactly. That's it. All right, episode three. Thank you, everybody. Hi, yo. Peace, man. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in to TOTFC Podcast. If you liked it and you want to hear more, please share it with a friend, a family member, a teammate, or anybody. Like the video, consider subscribing to TOTFC Podcast.